I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouth feel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Podeskew is a founding member of the Odd Pods Media Network. Hello, everyone. I'm Dylan. I'm Corey. I'm Kendall. Together, we host From the Middle, a comedy and culture podcast about being middle-class guys living in the middle of America in the middle chapters of our lives with points of view that fall somewhere in the middle. That's right, Corey. We chat about all things, mostly husband and dad life, geek culture and entertainment, from a relatively centrist and regular point of view. We all hear enough about the extreme ends of the spectrum. So we thought we'd create a conversational and relaxed podcast from a moderate perspective. Flyover state? Psh, more like a uh, state fairs, livestock. Guys, what's, what's something that's cool and impactful that is the antithesis of boring yeah i don't know man listen to our podcast we'd love for you to join the conversation you'll forget you're not actually hanging out with us that's from the middle available wherever you find podcasts and at from the mid pod everywhere Hit a Potterskew podcast. I am CJ, and with me, as always, is my head roller, Mayrico. What's up, man? You got red on you. <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. All right. That was. Yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> what, what is that supposed to mean? It means we'll get there. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, what's going on, man? I... <laughs> I'm I'm good, dude. It's it's been an interesting. Uh, to quote you, this has been the last two weeks. I feel like a bit of a Twilight Zone episode. Oh, Jesus Christ! Tell me about it. Um, yeah. yeah, I. I we're not yeah. going to specifics. Nope. We're not. We're not opening nope. the fucking door. Leaving it right there. We're here, but we're here to fucking entertain you, motherfuckers, with some humorous British shit. <laughs> Again. <laughs> yes. Second week we're in on a row. We're, yeah, we're on a we're on a British roll. We're we're. I don't I don't know how to make that a biscuit. Funnier. I think is that the term? A oh, we're on a biscuit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, oh, not a biscuit. <laughs> where, where, where's Rebecca when we need her? Um, or Henry? Uh, shit. We need to find more British people. What do we got? We got Jolene too from Get Vocal. Jolene. Although she'll be the first to tell you she's technically Welsh, so I want to make sure I clarify that in case she's listening. <laughs> you know. I I I got a pass. I said technically you're you're. I said you're British. I didn't say you're English. And she's that's like, true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Technically, you're right. Okay. 
So there's that. Anyway, but no, we are we're getting it. We we are getting into another um, British. You can't call them a troop. I mean, they they are like a group of people, but they're not like a Monty Python. They're not like a group in that regard. Well, they're a group. Of, they're a group of friends, and they have frequently worked together. Sure, let's put it that way. Right, but you it's know? not like Python. They don't have like a title to what they do. You know. Right. Yeah. Um. But it's it's what you have called, and I'm assuming other people have called the Edgar Wright trilogy. No, uh, it's it's too. Well, I mean, you could call it that, but that's not what I call it. It is the Blood and Ice Cream trilogy, or it's also the Cornetto trilogy. Okay, all both of those make sense because there's a lot of that shit in all three movies. Yeah. And for those who don't understand why it's called that, first off, we're talking about the film Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz. And the world's end, which are unrelated to each other, apart from the fact they feature the same actors and are directed by the same person, and mm. yada yada yada. I believe written um, by the same two people too. I think Edgar Wright and Simon Pegg wrote all three. Yeah, and I think yeah. I think Nick Frost has contributed as well. Oh, I'm uh, sure, but on on the writing credits on the in the credits sure. themselves are just Simon and Edgar. I'm sure Nick Frost had in, input, no doubt. But right, right, yeah. right. Um, so. In throughout the films, starting with Shaun of the Dead, there is a British type of like quick uh, uh, convenience store ice cream called Cornetto, which yeah, is one of those like drumstick. I was going to say it's a drumstick. It's an American. It's a British drumstick, essentially. Right. Yeah. And all of their fla- all the flavors that are featured in each additional film uh, represent sort of the theme of the film. So, and oh, I'm going to fuck oh, up on the, with the actual flavors, like strawberry. In, in Shaw the Dead is featured, and strawberry represents the bread up represents the gore and blood of the zombie flick, and then hot fuzz. It's a blue color. I don't know what the flavor is. It might be blue raspberry because that's a fucking thing. But well, here check really... this out. I, I I was trying to find that information for you, and apparently the title that's coming up not for the ice cream, but on uh, the official title for this is the Three Flavors Cornetto Trilogy. Okay, I, that that's probably the most accurate title I've heard. Also, like the the slang version, just called the Blood and Ice Cream Trilogy. No, that that's that's also known as. But the official, I think that apparently there's actually an uh, an official title to these three movies. It's just trilogy, and the official title is the Three Flavors Cornetto Trilogy. Which what a fucking bizarre thing to call. That is something that like Monty Python would call it oh, if for sure. they made these fucking movies. Well, and apparently, not to get, I know we're still dealing with flavors, but apparently, um, uh, originally, the Cornetto ice cream was supposed to be a hangover cure for yes. Nick Frost's character in Shaun of the Dead, and they ultimately didn't go with that joke, but they stuck with the ice cream thing. So yeah, I, I read the same thing that it was apparent. I'm not gonna lie. I've done that myself, not with Cornetto, obviously, because I live in the States, but like I've, I've had a really bad hangover when I was living with Michael, we lived right next to a fucking, uh, liquor store, like closer than what Sean did from his walk to his liquor store or convenience store in Shaun of the Dead. Mine was infinitely closer. And I saw that and I read that and I was like, let me try that. And I, you know, purposely got really drunk. And I, this is more of like, it was like a test. I'm like, I'm going to try and see if, if this works as a hangover cure. 
woke up at like 11 in the morning, bleary eyed, hungover, like still feeling like I might throw up, that kind of thing. And got a drumstick, and I got one of their like their chocolate, their dark chocolate ones, the ones that have like the chocolate inside the cone as well as the chocolate flavor, and and it fucking worked. Like no bullshit. I think it was just like I had a massive sugar rush, but like it was a gradual like I started feeling a lot better, and then later as the sugar rush wore off, I started feeling like shit again. But at that point, I was like, all right, I'm ready to go to bed, so Sorry. I just sleep it off, but. It fucking works, dude. It was it was bizarre how how accurate it was. So I'm trying to find this here. I think you're looking so, for the flavors or what? Yeah, the flavors are kind of hard to find. I'm not gonna lie well, to you. Well, I've I've always discovered them in in like the trivia so of IMDb about it or about each additional film. Usually, they'll take the same. The whoever's writing that trivia goes to each one of the films to like supply their trivia. I got you. I'm actually trying to find like Cornetto's like flavor thing and just see what the wrappers look like. But I guess I could try well, that. Well, it's got to be the flavors of the color. So if it's blue for hot the, bl- fuzz, the blue, something. the blue is either vanilla or cookies and cream. That's the only one I got a good look at so far. The other two okay. I'm trying to figure out. Um, um, and then green for the world's end, which and, is right, representing right. the world, is and also like little green men, alien shit is uh that's mint or mint chip or something it's it's something minty so that one though obviously strawberry or or cherry or whatever the fuck the red is actually it looks like mint. it might it might be birthday cake because the wrapper looks to be similar but every time i've looked it up i always they say it was something like either vanilla or raspberry or blue okay. raspberry. well i listen you've done more research on this than i have in the 30 seconds i've been at it so i i right, trust right, that right. you know um. All right. I yeah. I can't find specifics on. But either way, the point is that, and more importantly, it's not about the flavors themselves. It's about the color of the wrappers. So they use very specific wrapper colors for each yeah. film. Um, the red, the blue, and the green. So, but it's still it's still a cool. Um, it, it's, you know, I like when they have little stuff like that running through films. Like same thing with like you know, it's it's a little more so with Kev's stuff because the universe is way more tied together than. These three movies are, but for sure. But there are still little things that run through those films that you're like, oh, I remember that from blah 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 or whatever. You know what I mean? And and the clearest indication of that is at the end of the World's End. Uh, it shows Nick Frost, like, kind of narrating how how the movie ends and how yeah. sort of yeah. like we lost technology and how he's like gardening and a rapper smacks the the wire yep. fence and he reaches out for it and then it blows away that was obviously for us like the fans who've been look we because we're looking for that shit and then it was edgar Wright being like here you go and it's bye bye while i was looking for flavors on the trivia apparently i think that's the only rapper in that entire flick in that entire in the world's end if i'm reading this right i've moved down from it so i'll see if i find it again I, well, but- I mean because they deal with you know beer more than anything Right, which, by the way, watching that and not having any beer around my house at the time, I yeah. seriously almost went out and bought beer like three times. During... Oh, it's a murder! It's murder for me when I'm like, because I can't smoke in here. Mm. So I'm like, if I ever watch a movie where someone's chain smoking, I'm like, you fucking asshole! You know? Yeah. <laughs> Michael and I when he he made a, a rule like we can't smoke in his room anymore at his apartment and then we watched a movie where it was just nothing but smoking so we kept pausing the movie going out to his living room to have a cigarette with all the fans blowing and we did that like eight times and we're like 
can we lift this fucking man or we need to stop this movie because this is bullshit. <laughs> we spent more time coming out here having a cigarette than actually watching the fucking movie. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Well, let so, me, let me, all right, so do you want to do this in order or do you want to do this the order that you watched it? Um, it, does, it doesn't really because matter. I don't think you finally pulled a Rico and you fucking watched some shit out of order. Well, there's a reason for it, honestly. Because um, I, I was... Why do you get a pass and I don't? Because I don't do it on the regular. I don't do it on. I I haven't done that on the regular. Uh, it's been a while. Years. No, it it, it 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 it's 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 been a stained. Um, I you know. Uh, Most of the time it was when I was a kid and someone was just like, "Here, we're putting this no, movie I, on." And I dude, it's more fucking with you than anything. Um, but oh, this is kind of interesting though. Real quick, the um, the colors are here. It is so so the they used the red strawberry flavor for Blood and Zombies, um, yeah. and. It was vanilla on Hot Fuzz, so that's and and it was not just the blue was to symbolize the police and also how plain Angel was. That's weird. I wouldn't picture blue as a plain. No, but the oh, vanilla, vanilla, vanilla. Yeah, uh, but that's weird because he's not the one who's eating. Oh, I guess he does eat one later. He does that's later. Yeah, featured, but it's it, mostly featured when fucking. I don't. I don't uh, think just because Nick Frost is the one eating it that I think it's more just the fact that it's vanilla and plain ice and and the main character. I don't know. They don't get into this. It could also but. symbolize how much uh, uh, Nick Frost wants to run his tongue all over Nick Angel. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, I'm sure they would agree. Actually, probably, probably. Very big bromance in that fucking movie. There's a big bromance in all three of those movies. Let's be real about it. Little less in the world's end, but the first two for sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, but uh, yeah, no. I I watched them. I watched them. It, it, there's a couple. Re I'll give you my logic for why I watched them the way I did. I had seen Hot Fuzz before, prior to yes. you recommending this. Just a friend of yes. mine was like, "Hey, we should watch this movie," and we watched it, and it was pretty fucking good. I I liked yeah. it then. I liked it again. Watching it again. Um, also, very quickly, a big thank you to you before we move any further, because I did not own any of these, and you wanted to do this so badly, you were like, motherfucker, I bought you all three movies, it's in the mail. So, yeah. thank you. For, on Blu-ray, no less. On like, Blu-ray, no less, yeah. So, thank no, for you're real, thank you. You're that motherfucker who's be like, I don't want DVD. Which, yeah, well, by the way, I thought of you the other day, um... Dog Day Afternoon is on HBO Max. Okay. You need to see that shit. Because I was like, dude, this is a movie that I'll consider buying for you. And you're like, okay. And I'm like, I'm gonna there's a DVD. I'm gonna he's like, I don't want DVD. And I'm like, all right, fuck. I'll look to see how much the Blu-ray is. And the Blu-ray was like thirty dollars. And I'm yeah. like, fuck, fuck CJ. You. Yeah. And it's like, like, if this was part of a collection of like Pacino flicks, that's one thing. But I'm right. not which which is ironic because this movie the Blu-ray was a collection. It was all three movies for ten dollars. Yeah, and they'll do that sometimes. They'll do that. I got, I got for for things that we have upcoming. I got Underworld and the entire Resident Evil series, two separate collections, not one collection, but I got two separate collections, and I paid eighty for both. I think. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, but that's that's, that's eleven movies for eighty bucks if you kind of do the math. So it's not terrible, you know. You you get that shit new though. You know you don't consider getting like very good or oh or no I don't, like no, new. fuck pre no unless I can look at it like I'll buy pre owned if I can like like when you go to like GameStop and you can buy pre owned I'll do that because before I make the purchase I'll be like can I just look at the disc 
Right. And they're right, usually right. pretty much like, yeah. Plus, I also know GameStop's like, um, trading policies. Like, I know what quality they'll take and what they won't take. Sure. Generally speaking, so I I feel confident when I buy used there. But no, generally speaking, I won't I won't buy used because I no because I've I I used to and then I would get like shit like you know I remember I bought a CD used once years ago and like without looking at it and then when I because it was wrapped they didn't right you know, and then when I got home it had this like big ass scratch in it and. You know, and the store I bought it from had like a policy of no return on used items or something like that. It was some, and so I was just out. You know, like so I, I become real on that shit. But so unrelated, but very similar. Unrelated to Shot of the Dead and everything, but like I went through something very similar as well because I bought there. There are these uh, Frank Sinatra collection DVD sets. Like I'm there's sorry. like yeah, and there there's like two separate sets and I bought one years ago and then I bought another one recently of like all of his early, early, early shit, shit that like no one has fucking seen. Like where he's just like all of his early musicals in like the early forties. And you're like, what the fuck? I've never seen double dynamite. What the fuck is this? Or whatever. Right. So I bought that shit. And then I was like, I can't imagine there, there should be like a collection of the Frank Sinatra, Gene Kelly trio of films they've done. So I looked Nothing on Amazon. I looked and found them on like a fucking other website called Go Peachy or something. No, no. Never ordered from them before. And it was a lot of like, it just sort of seems like the goodwill of online stores, so to speak. Yeah. So, which I don't mind. If it plays, I don't give a fuck. If it's cheap, I don't give a fuck. Bought the collection. And it looks really nice. It's three films. Anchors Away, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, and On the Town, right? And the one that I really want to watch with Steph was Anchors Away. It's been years since I've seen it. It's been years since she's seen it. She likes Gene Kelly. She hates Frank Sinatra. That's a whole other fucking thing to get into. Pop and Anchors Away, we watch it for about 45 minutes, and then it just freezes. Oh, fuck. Bear with me. I was like, oh, motherfucker. So I do what we all try and do. I wait for a couple minutes, see if it just kind of does its thing. Yeah, catches itself. Yeah. It doesn't. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to restart the whole fucking movie. I'm going to skip ahead to the next chapter. You know, she's seen it already. I've already seen it. We're not missing much. It just doesn't. It just doesn't fucking it just, do it. It just stops, yeah. It's just, so what I'm thinking is like, past that mark is just dead. So I'm like, well, fuck. Let me try doing a different system. Take it out of the PlayStation 3, put it in the Xbox One. The Xbox One couldn't even read the disc. It just said, Wait, fuck you. Why are you using your PlayStation when I see a DVD player right there? Oh, because I don't have the remote for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know they sell these universal remotes? Yeah, but then I have, like, another fucking remote that I have to fucking constantly look for. (laughs) Anyway. Like, I already lose the remote for the TV every fucking day, and I keep putting it in a basket, and then I pick it up, and then Steph gets off the bed, and it rolls away, or I move over, and it fucking gets under my ass, or it gets knocked over on the fucking floor, and then, like, Dino fucking fucks with it, and, like, pushes it under the bed, and then I gotta fucking strangle the cat and look for the remote at the same time. (laughs) So, the whole point of this is I contacted the the website and I said, hey, just so you know, uh, one of these DVDs doesn't play it at all. It stops halfway and it doesn't play on another machine. Um, can I get either... And I want to send back the collection because one movie is fucked. Can you guys replace it? Or can I send out the thing? Or can you give me my money back? 
And it took them a couple days. They got back to me and they said, look, we have one available in the store. If you buy it, we will refund your money and send it to you at no cost. The only difference is it doesn't look like part of the collection. It's not going to have all the features that the collection one had. But if it's the fucking movie, it's the fucking movie. That's all I care about. Sure. So they they're going to send it to me at no charge. So that that's nice. Oh, this know. is a brand new thing. I thought this was like an old story. So this is you're you're waiting no. for this. Okay. Yeah. I'm oh like, no, I, the... I just I just I think I missed that somewhere. But um. No, no. I'm like, where's my Sinatra? But anyway, get, getting back to, to this, oh, I, actually, there's one other thing, Sinatra Connection. I I seriously almost bought you something for your birthday, I wanted to say, like, two years ago, but then I realized it was going to cost me, like, I think the initial cost would have been worth it, but, like, there was an ongoing cost that I couldn't get out of, so it would have, it, it, I thought it was all the, the Rat Pack, like, Friars roast shit. Oh, like the, the Dean Martin roast. Right. Right. Yeah. But like it wasn't like a one time thing. It was like a month like a, a like a monthly like club thing. So you would have gotten another one every month and it would have cost me like two hundred dollars when it was all said and done. I was like, mm, oh, no. Yeah. So no. I I'll tell you this much. Steph would probably like that like way more than me. Like, I love the roast, but like she was more into the Dean Martin roast than I was. Yeah, but uh, I figured with it being Dean and them roasting a lot of the Rad Pack, that'd be right up your alley. So, yeah, yeah, and Sinatra's featured and Don yeah. Rickles and all that. Sure. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I would have, I would have appreciated, but I totally oh, I know understand. You, I, I know you would have appreciated, but I wasn't going to put that kind of money out. No. no um, if you're going to spend two hundred dollars on me, you could buy me a fucking lightsaber. Let's put it that way, or a fucking plane ticket. Um. So if you, I don't know if you can find a fucking plane ticket for two hundred dollars, yeah, unless could, you're uh, like. Unless you're dropping my ass off in fucking Wyoming. Mm -mm. I found round trip. I found round trip for three from here to there. Oh really? Yeah. Well, fucking. Um, so during COVID, two, but... or is that is that a couple years ago? It was both, actually. Okay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway. Anyways, we're 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 here to talk about some shit. <laughs> yeah. So, but no. So I watched Hot Fuzz first because I I like I said I'd seen it before. I thought I would start with something I was familiar with, just as a, like a sure. a way to get in. Um, and then I. I saved Shaun of the Dead for last because this is kind of our gateway into our October monster thing that we're going to be doing. <laughs> and and I think we're starting with zombies, so it made sense for me to finish with a zombie movie and go into, you know, or not sure, zombies, we're, but we're, like, yeah, you guys will find out next next episode. But the point is that... Shaun of the Dead seemed like the logical one to end with because of the transition into the next our next thing. So right, so that's why I watched it in the order that I watched it in. Okay. Um, so uh, I asked again, do you want to do it in the order of of? It doesn't really matter. I mean, let's do it in the order I watched it in because that way it makes my effort on purpose for. Okay, so let's talk about the greater good. Yeah, I, dude, I, well, like I said, I was a fan of Hot Fuzz the first time I saw it. Um, mm -hmm. I think I'm even more of a fan of it now. Okay. Because the first time I watched it, and I think I've talked about this on the show, but please correct me if I haven't. Um, my friends and I used to, that I used to work with when I was working at Good, he used to do a thing called the weekly meeting. I'm pretty sure I've brought this up on the thing. We would get together every, like, Thursday and eat bad pizza and watch a movie yes. and talk. Yeah. Um, and that's where I saw Hot Fuzz the first time. So, yeah, I certainly watched it, and I paid attention, but we certainly were also talking through a decent chunk of the movie. So, 
I'm sure there were things, I guarantee there were things that I missed. I couldn't tell you what they were, but you know what I mean? Like, right, and, and even if you're paying attention the first time, you always will pick up something on a second time. It, it, that's just or, or third or fourth time. or fifth. I mean, there's, I can't tell you how many times right. I've seen movies that I've seen a bunch of times and gone, oh, fuck, I never noticed that. You know, right. for example, actually, right. I'll give you a very good example because we just had Ernie O'Donnell on recently, right? When I was getting our clip together for the Damn It, I never, for whatever reason, picked up the fact that um, the girl that Rick Darris is talking to is Alyssa Jones's sister and Alyssa from Chasing Amy that we had no idea even existed yet. Oh, I, I mean, I did know of that because there's the other sister in Mallrats. So there's three sisters. Okay. But, I mean, the point was that I, I'm, I probably was aware but never put it together, I guess. So when, sure. I heard, when I heard her say it when I was putting the clip together for the damn it, I was like, oh, shit, that's, you know. And, we, and right. at, at, if you're watching Clerks for the first time, you have no idea who Alyssa Jones is, you know. It, Alyssa Jones? Man, I know Alyssa Jones. Yeah, right. So anyway, but, but you know, so I, I definitely enjoyed it again. Um, I, I – the other thing is, like, you talked about, like, seeing things you don't recognize. I didn't know who Martin Freeman was back then. Agreed. You know what I mean? So Agreed. You, you I, know... I realized that he was there because when I would look, like, after I know, after we, like, okay, we became fans of Sherlock or him as fucking Bilbo or whatever, like, sure. you would look up the IMDb, like, what the fuck? He was in Shaw of the Dead? When? Like... Yeah, it's Sean and Dead, I think, is his least appearance, if I'm right. Well, he, like, it's just, it's literally a walk-on. Right, that's it's what I'm saying, compared, compared yeah. to Hot Fuzz or World's End, is all I'm saying. Well, um, the World's End is easily the biggest role he's in. Oh, yeah, of the three, sure. No question. Yeah. Um, But, you know, but I didn't even know who he was back. You know, like, I, my first experience with Martin Freeman, where I actually know who he is, is probably Sherlock. Yeah. You know, I, would, I would agree. Um, which I only watched since you and I started doing this show. So if you think about it, like, I had seen the Hobbit movies and didn't know who he was. And then, and then eventually Civil War and Black so, Panther. Right. And then, but then I also go back and watch um, Love Actually. And he's, he's playing. Love Actually. Yeah. You know, but you, you just don't. I just didn't put it all together. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then so, so, so seeing it this time and going, hey, Martin Freeman. You know, it was like, that's pretty cool. You know, and then of course you got Bill Nye, right. who's yeah. always great. I've I'm a I'm a Bill Nye fan. You know this. Um, uh, oh, so am I. Uh, no, I know you're not. I know you are. I mean, but I mean, I'm you, I'm just saying, like, because you always give me shit in a playful way about James Cromwell, and in my eyes, no, because no, you say I shit for not seeing the movie Babe. No, but you give me shit for bringing him up all the time because I do mention him quite a bit. No, you're fucking with me. I know you're not upset or whatever, but like, yeah. Well, I I don't I didn't realize I did as much as you think I do, but okay. You, you said something to me like, dude, that's always your go-to, and you were laughing when you said it. So no, it was. Well, I yeah. think I think what I, I think now that I remember, I think I said that is your automatopoeia because I will bring up automatopoeia when I'm like looking for a fucked up word oh, to I use. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, but I feel like Bill Nye is the James Cromwell of like British films for sure sure yeah i would agree with that um but he's great and and you know honestly there and we'll get into this a bit before we finish the the conversation tonight but like you there's another movie that's not technically part of this trilogy that you wanted me to watch i didn't get it didn't get to called paul but i would argue that there's another movie that could qualify 
for this as well. In the same vein, now having not seen Paul, I can't speak to how well it lines up with that one, but it's called um, Pirate Radio. And it's got a lot of the same. The only ones, it's the only people it's missing are Martin Freeman and Simon Pegg, but all, all the other players from these movies are in in that movie. So, well, that's fair. I have not seen Pirate Radio, so I can't argue sure. that. No, I'm not. Yeah, but I I think you personally, I think you would like it because it has again, it has a lot of like the one detective from Hot Fuzz, the one with the thick mustache, not the yeah. thin. He's in it. Bill Nye's in it. Nick Frost is a main player in it, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and then, uh, so those are the guys from this movie that are in it. And then you also have, actually, I think one of the, I think another character named Thick Carl might be in. Who the fuck is Carl? Yeah, he might be in uh, one of these movies. It's like an ancillary character too. So like okay. I'm just saying. But then Philip Seymour Hoffman's a main player, and I know you're a big fan of Philip Seymour Hoffman too. So yeah, and, but and, he's not in. The other movies and Branna, no, no, no. But I'm just saying for Pirate Radio, like another sure, and sure, then, sure. And then Branna's in it as well. So between all that, yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say like in that regard, Love Actually would would be just as much of a player because it's got Bill Nye, it's got Martin Freeman, you and know, that's it, and, right? Uh, um. At the top of my head. Okay, yeah, I'm pretty but, certain that's the only two, but I'm saying... Anyway... I'm, sh- I'm sure British people tend to be in British movies. No, but uh, my point is that the pirate radio humor is much closer to these movies than... That may be true. ...than Love Actually by a long shot. Um, anyway, but getting back to this... We haven't even gotten into this movie and we're 30 minutes in. <laughs> nope. But, no, I... I, I I definitely dug um, Simon Pegg in the role. The other thing is, like, the first time I saw Hot Fuzz, I didn't know who Simon Pegg was either. Like, this guy was just as, you know, like, you I'm know. I'm trying to think of what the first movie I saw with Simon Pegg. Well, this is and probably think- the first movie that I saw him in How when I saw it the first time. But but the first time I knew Simon, Simon Pegg, Pegg was, was pro- Mission Impossible. Probably because he makes he's he's in the he's, third. He's Benji, yeah, he's Benji in the third, and then he's more predominantly in the one subsequently to to that. Um, oh yeah, I feel like there's another movie that I'm missing now. I'm going to look at his IMDb real quick because I feel like there's one I'm missing that I knew him from more well, before the movies. There was a show that is basically the precursor to Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and The World's End, and it's called Spaced. And it features all the all the regulars. So it's got Simon Pegg, it's got Nick Frost, um, it's got um, Peter Serafikowitz. So remember the roommate in Shaun of the Dead, the one they say, "Oi, prick!" That dude. Whoa, they're filming Mission Impossible seven and eight simultaneously. In a world that's a little simpler comes the tale of Veltima fungicide. Swift, simple, and secure. It's a corn-growing story without all the drama, unless you add totally epic music, really random sound effects, and a cool announcer guy. Get ready for the blockbuster yields of the summer with Veltima Fungicide from BASF. Coming soon to a field near you. Always read and follow label directions. Yeah, I believe it. I I guess they figured uh, Tom's on his way out. I don't know. Anyway, go I- ahead. 
they're just like looking at Tom like he's probably he looks so great for his age that he's probably immune to COVID. <laughs> so like they're just gonna film as much as possible. Anyway, um, I didn't mean to. It just stunned did, me did to you, see that. But go ahead. Did you hear? Did you hear what I said? I think so. Say it again. <laughs> There's a show called. Space. Oh yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So do you remember the the roommate in Shaun of the Dead, the one who, uh, like is like it's four in the fucking morning. Oh, the that tall dude. like stocky dude. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Peter Serafiquis. Do you know who that is? No. That's the guy who voiced Darth Maul in Phantom Menace. Not oh. not later, just in Phantom Menace. No shit. Okay. No shit. So he is a prominent impersonator and voice artist as well as actor and comedian. Um, he eventually went on to replace um, Patrick Warburton in the live action Tick show that came out a couple years ago. Okay. Okay. So this show Spaced is like you could see the seedlings of Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright like preparing to like eventually make Shaun the Dead. And it's all about how Simon Pegg's character is a total fucking British nerd. He's, you know, he's basically playing Shaun without, you know, just Shaun younger and kind okay. of more okay. more nerd oriented, more geek oriented. And how he's, you know, he gets dumped by his girlfriend. At the same time, there's another woman who is, I, I'm, I can't remember, I think her name is Daisy or something. But uh, the actress is the woman who's got her own separate group in Shaun of the Dead. And that's when they meet up. And it's like the two groups of people. They're like, and they, they're all kind of like representations of each other. Like Martin Freeman looks kind of like. The other dude in in, mm-hmm. uh, in Sean's group and vice versa. I think her character's name is Yvonne or something in in uh, Sean. I think so. Yeah. And then she finds like she like rescues them all with like the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing yeah. So she so that actress plays another woman who's um, dumped by her boyfriend, and she and Simon Pegg meet up at a cafe, and they're both looking for apartments uh, or flats or whatever. And there's like a condition like there's a really nice uh, flat that they can afford together. But like the landlord is like a stickler, they and it's like it's for couples only. Mm. They want like a like you have to be uh, in a couple, so they pretend to be in a relationship to get this awesome flat. And it's all about how it's sort of like the um, like uh, like Three's Company in that regard, where it's okay, like because like you know how John Ritter had to pretend to be gay in order to move in with the two chicks, right? Right. Yeah, same type of thing. Except they have to pretend to be a couple, so it's all okay. about them. These two people who don't fucking know each other at all learning each other like about their backstory as much as possible just to get an apartment and then become friends and then romantic and so it's british so, knocked up sort of without the pregnancy <laughs> I, yeah, yeah it's I'm, sort of I'm that just fucking around anyway but it's yeah it's kind of like british friends if they didn't if they weren't fucking friends to right. begin with well uh, hopefully it'd be better than friends but that's beside the point it, it is it is very much better than friends and, <laughs> and like i'm saying you see the like there's an episode that's only like the intro is like five minutes long and Simon Pegg is running around in his apartment and it's like super like creepy music and it's dark lit and he's seeing zombies coming at him and he's shooting all the zombies and be acting like a badass. And then we find out he's actually high as shit on cheap, uh, like amphetamines mm-hmm. because, you know, he's young. He's like, I'm going to do drugs. And his, and the roommate, the girl comes out. She's like, what you doing? And he's like, and he's playing like Resident Evil high as shit on amphetamines. 
but he's so fucking like high, he's hallucinating that he's in the world shooting zombies. So that little segment was the inspiration for eventually doing Shaun the Dead. Okay. So Space is a really fucking good show. It's on Hulu if you if you are curious. Yeah, maybe I'll um, yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah. I got a lot of movies to watch over the next couple of weeks for things we're doing. Yeah, so I'm not I'm 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 saying maybe just watch the first episode. Just, no, I get you know, it. Just um uh, but yeah, Hot Fuzz is but Hot Fuzz and, and Mission Impossible Three came out the same year, two thousand seven. If I remember six. correctly, six. Really? Well, no. Okay, fu- no, you're right. Fuzz is seven. Mission Impossible six. I, I the numbers are like right next to each other. So like when I read across the line, it yeah. Um, I got. But I'm sure they're close enough that it wouldn't. It probably wasn't. You know. He had, he had a busy he had a busy couple months. Oh, he had a busy couple of years. He's in like ten things in two thousand seven. Now some of them are like shorts and stuff, so it's like in and out and done. But still, he oh, he's, he's a hard worker. He very much so. I'm looking at his IMDb is crazy. Acting credits as a whole, right? You know how like it'll tell you at the top, like yeah. how many? So he's got a hundred and two credits. That's a lot considering if I'm seeing this right, he started in ninety five. So yeah, that you makes know thirty. You know, 25 years ago, because it's not even 30 yet. 25 years ago, and, and he's he, been in and he's versatile. things. You know, oh, very. He, he's not He's not just Benji, and he's not just Sean. Like he, and he's not just Scotty. He's, yeah, he's... Right. He got ripped for Hot Fuzz. Like, he, you know, if you go from Sean the Dead to Hot Fuzz, it's a complete fucking transition. Sean well, the Dead... It, it's a bigger... It's, it's definitely a bigger transition from Hot Fuzz to World's End, for sure. Or for Shaun of the Dead to World's End. I mean, oh, well, yeah. Because I mean, in, in Shaun of the Dead, he's just a wet noodle who doesn't really know how to take, uh, who do, doesn't know how to defend himself as well. He lets people walk all over him, blah, 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 blah. And then in Hot Fuzz, he's a fucking total badass, but he doesn't look it. No. He's a total fucking badass. Yeah. And then in The World's End, it's the most dramatic we see him because he's a hardcore addict. Sure. He's an alcoholic. He's stuck in the eighties or the 90s. early nineties, whatever. 90s. Yeah. yeah. And, and then he, we find out that he attempted suicide and, and blah, blah, blah. And he's a complete villain in his own regard in that film. He's and an anti hero more than anything, I think. Yeah. But, um, but we're rooting for him to grow up. And then when he does, we're like, yay, good for you. Right. Right. Um, I, you know, I'll honestly tell you very quickly of the three. I think that's the one I enjoyed the most. As much as I the did enjoy, end? yeah, as much as I enjoyed Hot Fuzz going in, I think I enjoyed World's End the most coming out of it. Um, and that's not to say I'm actually, I'm actually surprised to be honest. Why is that? Well, not not because of the movie. I'm just surprised that you would. I would have thought you would have stuck to your guns and been like, no, Hot Fuzz is my favorite because it's you know the one, the first one I saw. It's funnier for some fucking reason, but no, you explained why. Go ahead. Uh, it, it just, it just, I will, I mean, part of me to some degree feels a bit like Gary King sometimes in my life. Not, not the drugs and addict and, you right, know, right. but the stuck in the past in the 90s. a little bit. Yeah. Um, okay. I also, I also, I also not empathize, but I identify with his character a little bit and the fact that like up until like 2007, I dressed like him pretty much. Oh, yeah. You had the you had the, uh, you had the duster, the what? The duster, the leather trench coat duster. Well, thing? his isn't leather, but yeah, I had a trench coat. I still have a trench coat. I still wear it when I wear my suit. But like, you better not even yeah, that. But like, <laughs> I'm talking about the all black, all black everything. Oh, okay. Um, usually a band shirt. 
Um, I have a I have a, I have a leather trench coat as well, but it, it's not intended to be a trench coat. It was just a leather jacket that fit perfectly on Michael, and then he gave it to me. And it's so huge, it looks like a trench coat. <laughs> there you go. Like um, no bullshit. I I believe you. I believe you. But I mean, and then and then the other thing I loved about it was seeing um, that that band shirt that he's wearing. That shirt he's wearing is a band called the Sisters of Mercy that. I can't. I was trying to think about it when I was watching the episode or watching the movie. If I brought it up on the episode with Michael, because I know Michael's into some like obscure music, and I know we talked music a bit that day, but I don't remember if I mentioned yeah. it. But like, um, but the Sisters of Mercy are a band I very much like, and actually were a huge inspiration to the singer of the band that used to do our opening music, dubbed in English. Uh huh. Um. So I've been aware of the Sisters of Mercy since 1999. You know, um, sure, and and they're they're a rare appearance. They don't, they they almost never tour in America, and even then, they don't tour very often in Europe. So, so it's an obscure, like underground, like reference kind of thing. A little bit, but their music is fan. I mean, if you're into that style, their music is fucking sure. fantastic. They're one of the best bands of that genre. Period. You uh-huh. know, um, and. So they pop up in my life from time to time. Like they're in Grand Theft Auto Four. They're on like one of their songs is on the rock station. Like if you put on the rock station and just drive around, one of their songs pops up. Yeah. And then, and then the song at the end during the credits. I don't know if you've ever hung around and watched the entire credits on World's End, but if you watch when it goes to the scroll, not the the flashing names, when it actually goes to the scroll or just starts scrolling names, that song. Yeah. Their songs are long, so the whole song is um, This Corrosion by Sisters of Mercy. So it's it's the only one I watched all three, or watched the credits for all the way through because, they're, oh, they're playing Sisters, so I'm going to sit and listen to This Corrosion. <laughs> um, but, so, but seeing that band, I mean, even the tattoo, when he lifts up his shirt to like prove who he is, Mm-hmm. The guy I know has that tattoo now, much smaller in a different part of his chest, but he definitely has that tattoo. So sure, it was kind. Of, so all of that kind of, you know, you tie that all together, it kind of makes it a little more, you know, identifiable, nostalgic, nostalgic and identifiable to me. Sure, you know, um, I, I guess that's why I connected with that movie. Whereas like Hot Fuzz, I just enjoyed. Like I enjoyed yeah. the fuck out of it. You know, don't get me wrong. But, so is it safe to assume that you like Shaun the Dead the least, even though you enjoyed them all? Would you say you of you the three? Shaun yeah, the Dead? if I'm ranking those three, it was third. But it's not to say it was like, oh my god, this was fucking terrible. But it certainly, you know, for a zombie film, especially. Yeah, you're not well, a big, no, but you're I, a fan you of know what? Thing. It's funny, and and we're gonna get into this next month, I'm sure. But like, if you know, getting into horror movies, like if I'm gonna pick something to watch when it comes to stuff like, because you know, I'm not the slashers. We've had that conversation a hundred times but but i will i would watch a zombie movie i would i would watch a zombie movie or a vampire movie over just about any other type of like i mean uh, i I would like to fucking discuss that in the future but i'm very curious like like let's why because zombies are more considered gory and and messy and more jump scare oriented than like Jason X. I, I think you know maybe it depends on the type of zombie movie you're watching because most of the ones I like are Resident Evil and I don't feel like those are as big into the jump scare. I mean, they have them, but they're not... I don't know. It's We'll get into it when we get into those movies, but like... Fair you know. enough. Um, and, and, and then again, the same thing, vampire movies, probably more than anything. 
Um, well, I can I understand that part because vampires have that that mythical aspect to it, whereas you know Halloween or Friday Thirteenth or something like that is just more or less based in realism. Yeah, and that's, I mean, there, there's a yeah. sexiness to vampires, and I'm not talking like physical attraction. I'm talking like just the 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 appeal. There's of, an alertness. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. definitely a romantic alertness. So we we'll talk about that when we eventually talk about that because we are definitely um, getting into that. But yeah, so. But yeah, I, I I really enjoy I really enjoyed World's End. There were parts of it that were uh, hard to watch in in a way of like like you said, you know, at the beginning when you see him just like stuck, you know, not being yeah. able to move forward, and his four friends being like, "What the fuck, dude?" Actually, that guy, the one friend that ends up with the sister, is the same as that detective I was talking about. He's yeah. he's the one that's in um, Pirate Radio. Just a I'll I'll do you one. I'll do you another one. The guy who plays the piece of shit employee for Sean, the one who says, you've got right on you. Like, the one who's kind of, like, texting and not listening oh, to his right, fucking... Right, yeah. That plays, that's the dude who plays the other cop next to the mustache dude in Hot Fuzz. Oh, okay, I can see that. I don't think I caught it when I watched it, but yeah, I can because see that. Because he was so young, and then you look at him, you're like, what the fuck? He aged, like... Like, he looks like he aged 10 years in three years. Like he's unrecognizable, and I think he's also has a small cameo in the world's end. But I, I could be wrong about that. But that's the beauty is that Bill Naive, just as an example, is in all three of the films and looks the same. <laughs> well, no, because you don't hear him, you don't see well, you don't him in the no, world's end. No, but I'm, no, I'm, my, my my point is that Bill Naive seems to be immortal. Like I don't think he's changed in. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's, um, that's kind of the point I was getting to. Uh, another interesting thing is that two of the three films feature a bond. Right. Well, okay. I remember, I remember the one in world's end. I don't, who's the other one? Okay. Timothy Dalton in hot fuzz. Oh, I couldn't pick Timothy Dalton out of a lineup. If you, Oh really? Yeah. So no. well, he was only in two fucking movies, but Timothy Dalton plays uh Skinner. Oh, okay. Okay. I, I yeah, see, oh, I wouldn't really hurts. Yeah. yeah. That's no, bond, I, I, I know who Skinner is, but I wouldn't, I, again, if you had lined up people and said pick out Timothy Dalton, Dalton, I couldn't have done it. So, and on top of that, Rosamund Pike, who is the the love interest in The World's End, was a pseudo Bond girl slash Bond girl villainess. And she was in um, Die Another Day with Pierce oh. Brosnan. So that's actually the first pairing of Pierce Brosnan and Rosamund Pike since Die Another Day. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, um, I know you're not. I know you haven't seen the Pierce Brosnan Bond films. I just thought it was interesting. No, it is. Mention. It's definitely interesting for sure. I'm not. I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. But, but if you're someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sportsbook app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll-free helpline at 1-888-532-3500. Not saying anything about that. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so I, I, but I just, I just enjoyed watching that, and then, and then finally watching. I, I feel bad. We keep, we, we can refer to these other characters, but Nick Frost is just Nick Frost. I think that's fucking hysterical. But, um, <sighs> he. 
watching his transition from, you know, uh, stuck Sean up to Hot Fuzz to no, the well, not Sean, no, 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 no. I was just saying within World's End itself, from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, you know, like, yeah. I'll tell you. I will say. Let, let's let's not worry about that. But I'll tell you. I there were certain things I didn't see coming, at all. Like in, didn't in see the world's coming. End. In, in 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 a lot of these, but definitely in World's End for sure. Yeah. Um, Why? I didn't see the robots or blanks, whatever the fuck you want. Like didn't see that coming. Not at all. I I. I but even though I told you, you must have forgotten. Yeah, I did. Or okay. yeah, I did. Uh, what did you think the movie was gonna? Like, did you have an inkling of, like, what the fuck? If they're giving me zombies, it's a cop movie, the next one, what the fuck is this going to be? Yeah, well, you like, got to remember, should... I watched that one second, so it was cop movie, then that, but still. Right. I I mean, I knew Shaun of the Dead was zombies. I'm not stupid. I know it's a pun on Dawn of the Dead, you know, like, right. I get that. But, right. Um, yeah, I had no idea. I had I had no, no idea. I, I, I. I actually at one point thought, okay, well, this is going to be the one without, like, the weird shit. Like, there was going to be, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's the one with the weirdest shit. Well, I don't know about that. Well, Southern Dead is just straight up zombies. This sure. one is, like, alien robots that, like, are trying to fucking replicate people and blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, it is it's a it is a bizarre fucking movie in, the- in retrospect. Yeah, and there's some weird shit for sure. Like the the woman who attaches the legs and becomes arms. That was funny as fuck to uh, me, though. That was weird. It was funny, but it was weird too. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just as weird and funny as like in Shaw of the Dead. They're like pretending to be zombies, and they're doing like yes. a mini acting yeah. class. Like that was funny as fuck when that happened. Yeah, and they how, actually um, tested that on MythBusters too. What acting like zombies? If you, yeah, you would that zombies? would that get you through a zombie horde? Yeah. How the fuck did they prove that? They they had um they had a bunch did they of people. Zombie? No, no. They they they, <laughs> they had a well. No, I mean obviously there's a little bit of subjectiveness to it, I guess. But they had a bunch of people act like zombies. People who were like zombie enthusiasts. They they had a calling out, dude. You and I, I would love, and it doesn't have to be on air, but I would love to talk to you about that show because there's so many times they refer to places that now because I know you, I'm like, oh, I've heard of that place. Um, yeah, because they they filmed most of their shit in Alameda, which I used to live in when I was a kid. Right. You know, and then but they've even reference places they've gone to to like blow shit up or test things and I'm like oh I think Rico lives around the corner from there you know yeah but when they go to Oakland shit blows up in Oakland anyway so like, it may no, not they, be them they don't blow up uh, the, the blow up thing we'll talk about but anyway um they uh, what was I saying so what was I saying I don't know you're not paying attention either <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, no. See, oh, I, the, the one thing I was really curious. Oh, the zombie thing. So they 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 test the way they tested it was they had a bunch of people who were zombie enthusiasts come out and act like zombies and try to and because they're enthusiasts they try to act as you know brain dead as humanly possible. You know what I mean? And then sure. what they did was they had they came up with like um, ways to. Uh, get around the zombies without the zombies knowing you were there. So one of the guys actually got all zombie makeup up and uh, and did basically what they do in Shaun of the Dead and got all the way through the horde and then because you had to make this lap. So we got through one whole lap and then had to get to the other end. And then when he started his way back, they caught him about halfway through. But he made it through an entire acting like a zombie. So in... But he still 
he still died in quotations because they caught him. Eventually, yes. Yeah, so, but the so, and if you're a fan of MythBusters, you know there's three categories whenever they test a myth. I don't know if you are you a fan, Rico, or no? Have you? I've seen episodes. Okay. I'm not, I wouldn't call myself a fan, but I've seen it. I've okay, but so, it. but usually it's either it's either confirmed, busted, or plausible. Is right. It th- so it's plausible. They, it was plausible. Yeah, they they okay. they deemed it plausible. But anyway, um, but going back to World's End, the one thing I was really curious about. Um, and I know this is probably stupid, and ultimately because you think you get the you get the same outcome, kind of. Because if you spoilers, people, we're gonna talk about this stuff. But like, you know, after they basically tell Bill Nye to go fuck off, he's like, "All right, fuck it," and he leaves. But then he like nukes the world on the way out. Essentially, is well, I mean, he nukes the world in the sense that he just takes away all electricity. Right, he, EMP, is... he EMPs the world is what he does. He doesn't, well, like... Right. Nu- well, no, because a lot of stuff's on fire, so it looked like, I mean... Well, you because know. a lot of electrical shit becomes on fire. I know, but it did look a little bit like Judgment Day. I'm not going to lie. Like, okay, um, so it was, the, it was the end of the world in the, in the technological age, and people suffered for it, but it wasn't like he made the planet instinct. No, like the planet no, no. still survived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Planet, yeah. Um, my thought was, if if, and I know I'm probably being silly, but it was just a fun thought to have. If Gary, Gary, yeah, Gary had gotten yeah. the twelfth beer and actually got to drink it, would that have just made them fuck off without the destruction? Would that have just like would that have like undone the 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 whatever they were doing? Are you asking if? The blanks, like if they didn't notice shit was happening and they weren't being attacked by blanks and yada yada yada. If it even, was even with them, them being attacked, a- he he still made it a point to drink all eleven pints before he got to World's End, and he never gets to drink that twelfth pint. He never gets it down. He he pours it twice, or one's waiting when he gets there, and he does. Which is weird. Like, why is it waiting for him? Like, well, I thought that too. Trying to- I thought that too. But there was one waiting there that never he never gets to drink that one. Then he goes to pour another one, and Nick Frost like knocks it out of his hand, I believe. You know, I mean, I think the the subtlety and the metaphor of like you need to combat your alcoholism, or you're going to like if he was if he had that final twelve pint, he would have been so drunk that he wouldn't have given a fuck if the world ends. But see, that's the thing: none of them were that drunk. I mean, they were entirely drunk. What are you talking about? They were still functioning, though. Like, you, if you drink 12 pints, generally you're going to be on your ass. Like, let's be real about it, you know? Well, they are also going through adrenaline, so they're fucked well, up. That's, yeah. But, I mean, look at what Nick Frost was doing. He was a teetotaler, and then he fucking drank, like, seven shots to catch up to them. Five. And, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, five shots. I mean, he was doing the... He actually was, did the most damage of the blanks than anybody Oh, for you know? sure. He fucked up more than that. Yeah, yeah, without question. Which, so, by the way, on the outtakes, Nick Frost trying to do that scene is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. Yeah. There's a segment um, where Simon Pegg is interviewed on, like, Stephen Colbert or something, and he's talking about this movie. He talks about the the levels of drunkenness and how they actually kind of go with it. Like, okay, this is a level three drunkenness part this is a level seven and how he knows how like he and edgar and nick planned it out and like very carefully strategically were like this scene is a level seven for drunkenness right and it's it's really funny to like see like because you and i have been drunk 
many times, and we can we've been through all fucking like twelve stages or whatever. Sure. And like the one that makes me laugh that you see the most in the later parts of um, the World's End is the like just like ah just wait blowing somebody off and like yeah fine. And like at the at the same time like feeling like they might burp and it might be vomit. They're like yeah doing that shit and they're just kind of like oh just give me a second. Like, like it's almost like they're one second away from me, like telling the robot, like, can you just give me a minute? Like, we'll fight in a second, but like, I'm about to throw up. Just like, just bear with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, which I was actually more surprised that that was not featured. I expected someone to Ralph at one point. Yeah, I could see that. Well, if anyone was going to do it, it would have been, um, in my opinion, Marsden. I can't remember the character's name, but oh, Eddie Marsden. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause I'm a fan of his too. I've seen him in a bunch of shit and never realized who he, you know, like he's, you know, he's another one of those guys you see, he's like, he's like shit. He's everywhere, but in a good way, you know, he's like in Ray Donovan, yeah. he's in Sherlock Holmes. I know him the Not most. Sherlock. Yeah. 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 The, the RDJ Sherlock Holmes movies. Not yes. the, sh- the Sherlock. Right, right, right. Um, I, I know him best from, uh, Ray Donovan. Yeah, of course. He's got a featured. Yeah, which a, by the way, for for playing someone with um, I guess it's Lou Derrick. Lou Ger- no, it's not Lou Gehrig. What is what is it that he has? It's uh, Parkinson's. Parkinson's. Thank you. Um, he, he like he does a great I, job. I would have thought he had like because that's the first place I remember seeing him. I'm sure I saw him in other places again, much like you know we were just talking about earlier with like you know Simon Pegg or whatever, you know, sure. um, or Martin Freeman more more accurately. Well, um, right. The first place I remember seeing him or recognize knowing who he or who he is. So, so I just thought he had it. Like they hired a guy with Parkinson's to, you know, because you sure. you've been you've been through all of the Ray Donovans, right? Or are you not caught up? No, I'm not caught up on like the final ish, the final two seasons. I I just sort of stopped. I was watching with Michael, and then I just we just sort of fell out of it. Okay, it just, well I won't. Getting... I, just in case you get back in, I won't ruin the the story. But at one point, Alan Alda's Alan Alda shows up as a character, as a recurring character. Really? And and he has Parkinson's as well. Mm-hmm. And hand, like I don't I, I think he actually does though. Like I think he I think Alan Alda? I think he does. Yeah. I don't I that's news to me. I didn't know Alan Alka Alan Alda had Parkinson's. Um you know, I think there's I'll give you I'll give you a very simple explanation of why most studios or or producers will not hire somebody with a uh someone with an illness even to portray that illness unless it's like michael j fox where it's like they are specifically saying this character has this illness and it's going to be all about that illness right it's because if they ever do a flashback they can't suppress the illness it's not like they can you know they can't stop the shakes like they they did something similar like uh, I, I can't remember what the fucking show was, but it was like about someone who was disabled, who couldn't move their legs and was confined in a wheelchair. And there was a you know the the disabled group saying, "Fuck that! We have the right to be actors too. Even if we're disabled, we still have the right to portray ourselves accurately." And the main reason is why is because like if we do a flashback, we can't have the motherfucker stand up. That's the only reason. It's like we're just sort of stuck with making this person in a wheelchair forever 
we don't get to see how it happened. We don't get to see them with it and, and move on and be able to walk if it's just a neurological disorder or something like that. Like, there's no, it's just, hey, there's a dude in a wheelchair. Uh, I was right, 2018. For what? Park, Alan actually has Parkinson's disease. Wow, I didn't yeah. fucking know that. I, I thought that I thought that was accurate. No, well, I mean, he's got it under control as under control as you can. I, I mean, with all respect to this person, he's not as bad off as Michael J. Fox, but he's... It's early onset, which... which, Not going to specifics, I, I know someone personally who has Parkinson's, okay. and, and he, it's early onset, and it's still... Uh, they describe it as every every day they feel like they ran a marathon. Their, their body is just... Tired. Ached. Yeah. Just aching. Like, it sounds like... It, they said that it was just they every day felt like a marathon, even with the medication. And yeah. every day they're just exhausted. And and I, you know, what do I say to that? Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know? No. So the 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 you know just just to tie that up. But I mean, Marsden plays it, and you think he he has it too, and he doesn't. You know what I mean? So that's it's, it's, he's a, he's he's a brilliant actor. He really I mean, is. He's much much doesn't get as much credit. Um, you know. You have you seen the Illusionist with Ed Norton? Yeah, um, he's in that. Is he? Yeah, he plays the um, the, uh, the the manager, the, the manager. Yeah, I knew, of, okay, of the, uh, okay. I kept thinking in my brain right now, and I knew that. Now do you say it? I'm I'm remembering it, but before we started getting into it, I kept thinking he was um, Paul fucking. Uh, role. What's that? He was Paul Giamatti's role. Yeah, the, yeah, the cop. Yeah. Yep. Because that's um, who he plays in Sherlock Holmes. That's who he's. He's he's basically Paul Giamatti's role in that world. Inspector Ull. Yeah. So, um. Anyway, we're we're getting way off. But yeah. I, yeah, he, yeah. But that's the only one he shows up in. Correct of the three, I think. To my knowledge, he may be in Hot Fuzz, but I don't. I don't think so. I don't, I don't remember seeing I don't, him. I don't either. So I think it was. His, I think that's the only movie he's technically in of that three. Which is interesting um, for him to get like a primary role, you know? Yeah, for not being featured. You know, he's not the Martin Freeman. He didn't work his way up, so to right, speak. Right, right. You know, um, that's kind of my point. Like, you know, you would have thought or, it would have gone to like the other the other cop, the other detective or someone like sure. that, you know? Sure, sure, sure. Um, the, only, the only reason I would say you don't do that is just simply so you don't have them side by side again in back-to-back movies, regardless of how far apart they are. Do you know what I mean? Sure. But, which, by the way, uh, the kid who works for Sean is the same kid when he's texting and, and wait, and Sean is waiting for him to stop texting so he can get on with his, you know, there's no, uh, hi, I'm Flo from progressive being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, you and I or Pi and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. He's texting Nick Frost's character looking for weed. <laughs> because then later... Nick Frost gets a phone call when the zombies are looking at them, and he's like, no, nah, man, I don't have any. And you can hear the voice through the speaker, and it's the other dude. It's the dude still looking for fucking weed. Like, the zombie apocalypse is happening. They're still trying to do a sale. Yeah, well, as you do. Um, yeah, sure. 
I, ironically, do you recognize the game that they what, play in in Shaun of the Dead? No, I don't think I. I, I was. I don't I was think hoping I. you were going to catch it. I don't think I saw it. No. It's Time Splitters. Time Splitters Two specifically. I never played that. Holy shit! So fucking fun. One of those PS2 era games, but yeah. fuck, it's if it's not fun. I know. I know they're playing a game at the end, but you don't see the screen because it's turned the other way. Well, the game I'm, that they are playing throughout the film when he the gets time up. Time Splitters. And, and, yeah. Yeah, and Nick is playing it. It's like player two has entered the game. That's time splitters too. I, I've heard that shit for years. <laughs> I'll tell you this though, and I like Nick Frost. And my first exposure to him, as I mentioned earlier, was Pirate Radio. That's the first movie I saw him in, um, so, or at least the first one I reckon I, I knew who he was. We'll put it that way. But because mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm pretty sure I saw Hot Fuzz the first time before I saw Pirate Radio. That okay. that aside, um, I like him his character better in Hot Fuzz than I do in World's End as much as I like World's End better as a film. Because because he's he's more lovable and innocent and he's just kind of a... Even his name signifies his fucking character. I mean, his last name was like Butter Butterfield. Like, I don't... That's such yeah. a cutesy fucking name, you know? And then he... Because in Shaun of the Dead, Nick Frost is a slacker. He's, and he's, and he's antisocial. He's kind of a dick. He's just—he's just a fucking layabout. He's a loyal fucking friend, but he's also, you know, he's just—he doesn't take any initiative. Yeah, but I said, for I saw World's End. Not I like to. No, but I—I was saying specifically all of them because then in the World's End, he's kind of, you know, he has every right to be pissed off at oh, Simon sure. Pegg's character. Yeah, but like, he—he he plays that role immensely serious. Whereas in in. Uh, hot fuzz he's just a lovable fuck who just happens to be a cop in this little fucking thing and he and he looks he, he's like the little puppy in you know, like the looney tune shit who like hangs out with like yeah. the bigger dog like yeah what are we gonna do today yeah you know? yeah, yeah, yeah he's that dude i also i also the other the one reason why i like hot fuzz so much is like the two movies they watch are some two of my favorite like cop movies period i knew that was gonna be a reason you liked it yeah, uh, I, I I enjoy Point Break. It's not I'm not gonna see him pretend it's great cinema, but it's it's fun movie. You know what I mean? And then, actually, listen, without getting into a whole separate discussion, I think Point Break is Swayze at his best. I know everyone talks about Ghost. No, I'll take Point Break over at any day. I mean, admittedly, I've not seen a whole lot of fucking Swayze. Neither have I. Uh, I yeah, but, but still. There, he's he's great. One of his last movies is a movie called uh, Keeping Mum. Which is another British film. Sure. And he's he's an American in England as like a golf instructor and he's just the douchiest douche ever. Because I mean it's it's more apparent because he's playing an American in, around like these sort of you know very polite and rigid British people. And he's just you know, he's just that dick. Um keeping mummas it'd be hard to find, but if you found it, I think you'd enjoy it. Especially uh- all the British shit we're talking about. I think sure, you enjoy it. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, and then, and then, of course, Bad Boys too, which I know is not, you know, it's just a fun movie. It's not... It's not Shakespeare. No. You know? No, not, not at all. <laughs> but I, I found it absolutely interesting that his character would be like, Point Break or Bad Boys too, And he's like, which one do you think I'd like the most? Like, no, no, which one do you want to watch first? It's like, he's not holding up Point Break 
and Bad Boys 1. It's specifically Bad Boys 2. It's like, fuck the first one. You're going to watch the second two one. 2 is a way better fucking film. Of, of the okay. Bad Boys franchise, 2 is way fucking better. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's the better film just because that funny-ass scene where uh, <laughs> Reggie comes Reggie. to the fucking door. Like, like, man, Reggie's at the door. Man, who the fuck is Reggie, motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> like, I heard him say his name is fucking Reggie, motherfucker. I, you know, I, oh, I love it. I love it. Shit, you look at least thirty. Dialogue we, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of that lot dialogue we can't quote, but it's, no, it is the, one of the it is probably the funniest part of that whole fucking movie. I I will share. With, I think I've said this to you before, private, probably privately, but I'll share it here. I don't care. Whenever I put that movie in, which is not as frequently as you would think, but when I do put that movie in, I will go to that scene, watch that scene, and then go back to the beginning of the movie and watch the whole movie. I, I don't blame you. I fucking <laughs> love that scene. And I saw that shit in theaters with my mom. I had never even seen the first one. And it was like one of those things like my mom was like, let's go to the movies. What's playing? Let's go see this movie. It looks interesting. And it was whenever that movie came out, I was like, I think it came out like 2002 I'll check. or something. I'll check. So I was whatever fucking age seeing that shit. And like rats are fucking. And like that shows like. A kind of a porno scene. I tried like, to find that for one of our dammits. What were we talking about? Where I don't. There I was don't a, there was a scene. There was something we were talking about, and I tried to find that rat fucking scene. So it's like, are they fuck like you and me? That, <laughs> that's why I wanted it because I thought that was yeah. a good, the, the line I fit. To, I don't remember. It, it was a recent episode. Know, I'll have to look at what our we were recent episode. About Ratatouille there. or something. No, 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 no. It wasn't that. It was it was something else. I'll see if I can figure it out. But on Bad Boys 2 was 2003. So I was 12 yeah. when, when my mom took me to see that. And she, I don't think she had seen the first one. We had no idea. And then my mom was like, do you want to go? Do you want to get out of here? And I'm like, fuck off. This is awesome as shit. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, fucking, look, they fuck like you and me. Michael Bay is terrible, but that was a good movie. Oh, for sure. Uh, anyways. Oh, um, I think <laughs> I think it was... I think it was for the you and Michael for the the Michael episode. I think I wanted to use it for that one. I don't remember why, but okay. I feel like I, all right. I don't yeah. remember why that. Um, okay, so I told you this in text. You may have forgotten it. Mm. There are two hidden cameos in Hot Fuzz. Do you remember who they are, or do you want me to tell you? Tell me because I know. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a hint. They are both connected to the Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, as well as the Hobbit films. And it's not Martin Freeman. Well, sure. Um, I that would be too obvious. No, but that would be too obvious. I mean, that's why I said that. Um, I'm trying to think of the people in that movie. There, there were so many. Like, well, I think the police constable in Sanford was in. Is that one of them? Uh, the guy that he reported. No, yeah, the, yeah. No, no. Okay. Um, he was in Harry Potter, but no. That's where I know him from. Okay, I knew I recognized him from somewhere. That's what it is. Um, right, just yeah, just you. tell me. Yeah. So the uh, Nick uh, Angel's character, his uh, his girlfriend, that breaks up with him. Do you never see her face with the mask on? Yeah, that's Keith Blanchett. No shit. No shit. Now, if you like that, the next one where it shows that quick blink and you miss it flashback where. A Santa Claus stabs him in the hand? Yes. Peter Jackson. Is Santa Claus? Yeah. That's fucking or as awesome. Or Father Christmas. Well, but Father Christmas, yeah. yeah. 
Same thing. Yeah. So director of Lord of the Rings and fucking Kate Blanchett. Blanchett. I don't remember who the uh, she, uh, a witch. Galadriel. She, I just knew Galadriel. her as like a, the plays, witch. Yeah. yeah. But. But and like, what the fuck? They're like, well, they had nothing to do with Shaun of the Dead or ultimately the World's Dead. It was just the most random fucking cameos just thrown in. But it works, and yeah. it was just because and I it think was, it was just because they were fans of Shaw the Dead. They're like, we want to be in it. And I don't care technically, it was before Martin Freeman was Bilbo, I think. True, that's very true. Yeah. Um, Did you recognize in Hot Fuzz and The World's End the guy who plays Filch in the Harry Potter films being in it? Which one's Filch? The 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 caretaker in oh. Hogwarts, the, the yeah, one with the last cat. Isn't he the the? I guess you would say Scottish guy that you can't understand in Hot Fuzz. Well, I, I don't know if he's Scottish. You just you just can't understand. Yeah, he's just yeah. A farmer with all the guns. Oh right, no, no. I was thinking. You're right. I was thinking. You're right. Now that you say that, I was no. I was thinking the the other guy on the force that was translating the, const- the other constable. Yeah, no. which I thought that was a funny fucking bit. So you bring him to translate, yeah. but then Danny yeah. has to translate for the cop, but he can't translate the other guy. Right. Like, it has to go through that path to get... Yeah. That's funny. Well, and then uh, that actor is in The World's End. He plays the fucking bartender, uh, the the bar patron, who's like who tells them all about the blanks. Oh, the... the domination. Uh, Reverend Green... No. Basil. Whatever the Basil, yeah. Basil. And then he fucks off. He's like, he's like, run, motherfuckers! And yeah, and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you um, know he dead. Everyone dead. Everyone's almost dead in that movie. Well, see, that's what, but that's what I'm, no, 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 but he, he, he lived through the, the blanks, but Wait. he, but he died from, that's why I said it was more like a nuke, because a lot of people. Well, we don't know. We, he, that was hours before the explosion happened. He may have actually left town. He may have gotten away. It wasn't away. hours. The explosion happened while they were still standing. They were standing there outside the world's end after the after Bill Nye fucks off. He and was still there? I thought he had left earlier he, and then fucked no, up. No, he goes, he what do we do now? And he goes, I don't know. We'll fucking run. And he goes and runs off into Okay, well, the then, darkness. yeah, he's definitely fucked. Yeah, he's dead. He dead. Um, now, leading, uh, there's another film that you did like allude to that you didn't get to see, but I sort of think it is at least it's, it's sort of the, it's a cousin of the trilogy. If I could be this bold, uh, before you, before you get into it, just, just to clarify something we're talking about, the first Hobbit movie came out the same year as world's end. Oh no, I'm sorry. The year before 2012, 2011, 2012, 2012 was the first Hobbit on unexpected journey and world's end came out in 13. But we're talking specifically the hot, uh, hot fuzz is when there was when Peter Jackson was in. Right. So that was 2007. So, so five years beforehand. Yeah. So basically, you know, yeah. yeah. Um, and he'd already he'd always said that Bilbo would have always been his. I'm sorry. Uh, Martin Freeman would have always been his Bilbo. It was That's where I, I hold on. I just need to clarify. I knew that I knew Freeman from somewhere before Sherlock and I just couldn't put my. I just couldn't get it to my brain, but now I'm looking through his IMDb. He's in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. He's the main character. He's Arthur Dent. That's true. That's, that's where I, I completely forgot about that. That's where I know him first and foremost from originally, and then I've since seen him in all these other movies. But yeah, you know, when we were talking Monty Python, I can't believe we did not fucking include Hitchhikers because it is in a roundabout way 
a pseudo Python film. But we even talked about that when we did Hitchhikers. How is it a pseudo film? It's a pseudo Python film. I'm saying but, it's no. Not, I get it's, that, but how? Of the humor, the humor oh, well, yeah, I'm yeah, saying yeah, yeah. is, is sure, very sure. reminiscent of Python. Sure, and I mean, and then you've got all these connections because Bill Nye's in that as well. Oh, he plays one of the aliens, the planet no, designer. The player designer, that's right. It's been years since. Well, it's actually, I saw it when we did the episode, but yeah, I haven't yeah. seen it again since. Um, so, the movie Paul, another sci fi film. Uh, I'm, you haven't seen it, so I'm going to try and give you the rundown. The only, I mean, the major connection to these other films is that Simon Pegg and Nick Frost wrote this movie and star in it. And they kind of do the switcheroo where. Instead of Simon Pegg being the main character and Nick Frost being the supporting main character, it's reversed. Um, and what they they are British nerds that have traveled to America to go to like cons and to also go through like New Mexico and Arizona and shit like that to see like locations where they film Star Trek episodes as well as. Uh, Area 51, they try and get as close to Area 51 as much as possible. Like, they're just those sci-fi nerds, and they're in England, and they're British. When they're driving late one night uh, through circumstances and blah, 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 uh, a car crashes right in front of them. So they go to see if anybody's okay, and it's a little green man, like the stereotypical little green man alien. And his name is Paul, is what he goes by. And he's voiced by Seth Rogen. So, and it's, I mean, so it's all about how he has been working with the government at an at a Area 51 layer for the past 50 years. Hmm. And helping them, like, explain life and, and, and uh, technology and, and helping out. And little by little, they've been putting out his image, his little green man image, so that if someone happens across his species, they don't fucking freak out and, and blah, blah, blah. There's a great scene where he's actually, he admits that he has influenced uh, pop culture, not just with the, the, the symbol of his, of his uh, race, but like there's a part where he's on the phone with Steven Spielberg and it's really Steven Spielberg on speakerphone and it's circa 1980 and he's in the process of getting ready to make E.T., and he tells them how to like what would be good for ET's healing power. And Steven Spielberg and Seth Rogen's like, or Paul is like, you know, I'm just telling you, uh, Mr. Spielberg, I think less is more. And you hear Spielberg go, "Hey, trust me." And obviously, ET fucking was like <laughs> the biggest fucking movie at the time. Sure. Um, and so after all that, he finds out that since he's pretty much told them everything, that they're now going to dissect him. To find out his biology. They don't need him anymore. So they're going to fucking rip him apart. And just try and study his physiology. And his biology and brain and all that shit. So he escapes. So it's about these British nerds. That love sci-fi. Have an alien. And how they sort of go on their own quest. And and try to get him to a location. Where his uh, mothership is going to pick him up. And um, Jason Bateman. Plays an agent who's trying to track them down, and so does Bill Hader. Um, and it's just a bunch of agents trying to, like, catch up with them. And they're all working for the head of the 
whatever, the head of the Area 51 situation, and it's played by Sigourney Weaver. And uh, I think so, you told me that part before, but yeah, that's interesting. There is a ton of pop culture and sci-fi pop culture references. Obviously, the Sp- Spielberg thing I said, but it's even subtle shit like a real movie buff will pick up. Sure. There's one where they they're in, now they're they're driving in a fucking um, RV, and they pull off to get some gas, and Paul rolls down his window and yells at them and says, "Hey, give me some Reese's pieces." Now, if you are if you see ET, yeah, that's what Elliot fucking lures ET with. Sure, is all the Reese's pieces. So little shit like that is funny. And then um, um, Kristen Wiig is in it as well, and she plays a uh, a religious fanatic. She's just raised with uh, Christian fundamental fundal- uh, fundamentalism. There's the word, and how she gets kind of roped into it. And then Paul has this kind of knowledge power where if he touches someone and gives them some of his knowledge, because he has a whole argument with her about uh, religion and evolution. So he kind of proves it to her about evolution. And she goes complete 180 about her religiousness and then stops. Like she rejects everything that her father instilled in her about like, not being able to swear and wanting to be sexy and wanting to have sex and now being an atheist. So she starts swearing and she's so bad at it, but it's the funniest way. Like hmm. she, like she's just trying to like get in the habit of learning how to swear. And at one point she calls Paul Dick milk, which <laughs> still makes me laugh. Hey, um, so it's all these people trying to like stop them from letting Paul uh, free. It's really fucking funny. And, uh, like it, it is not directed by Edgar Wright, but it feels like the stepchild right. of right. Shaun of the Dead or, or the world's end. Sure. I get that. That makes sense. I mean, I was just looking a little bit about it on IMDb. A lot of, a lot of heavy, heavy hitters now, bigger, more heavy hitters in this one than say the, the, the trilogy we've been discussing. And, but more, uh, more prominently featured, like it's. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I mean, like you got Dave Keckner, you've got Sigourney, like you mentioned, Jason Bateman. You know, there's some, you know, Rogan. J- Jason Bateman's character Jane is Lynch. really funny. Who? Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch. Yeah, yeah, she plays a a waitress at a at a alien themed diner that's like off of Area 51. Okay. So like it's it's a tourist attraction where everyone goes to like. It's just decked out in fucking alien and sci-fi shit. Kristen Wiig. Um, I said, yeah. Kristen oh, did you, I missed that. Um, Bill Hader. I mean, there's... Bill Hader. Uh, there's uh, Joe Latrulio. Uh, he plays another one of the agents. Yeah, I don't... And he's got... He's, he's that short dude who's always got the high squeaky voice. He was in, like, I Love oh, You, Oh, I Dan. see. He's... I recognize him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, with Sigourney... And uh, uh, Blight Danner. Is in it, and Blythe Danner is the mom of Gwyneth Paltrow, and she, so her character at the beginning of the film is a little girl who meets Paul the first time. Paul, it's, it's a flashback at the beginning. Paul crashes onto her dog in her <laughs> farm at the very beginning, and the dog's name was Paul. That's the, it's his nickname. His real name is you know some alien. Well, shit. It's, like, it's I mean a little to a lesser extent, it's like Alf. You're probably too young for yeah, Alf. exactly. No, I know of Alf. Yeah. And Alf um, was Gordon Shumway, but they called him Alf. Right. Yeah. Um, so that so he goes back. They go back to stop at her house 
like to get her because she's been ridiculed her whole fucking life. So she's sort of a pariah because she's the one who saw aliens and shit. Yeah. And so he's like, I'm going to take you with me because I owe you that much. I stole your life. I owe you a better one. It's really nice. But there's a scene where, well, it's finally revealed Sigourney Weaver is the big bad. Uh, Blight Dater says, get away from him, you bitch, and punches Sigourney, which is a line, the, her most famous line in Aliens, where she's like, get away from her, you bitch. Right, right. Little shit like that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I, I like little things like that. You know I do. Um, yeah. Can, can we go back to Alf for just a hot second? Because it just occurred to me, right? Yeah. They call him Alf through this whole fucking series, right? Yeah. But his name's Gordon Shumway, and he's not like, I mean, with all respect to E.T., E.T. doesn't speak English very well. He's not doesn't fully understand what's being said. Gordon, Alf, clear as day, knew, and, you know, well, he might have been a bit of an idiot in terms of the way he acted. He was not stupid in that he understood words and so forth, right? Like, right, right. Why wouldn't you be like, motherfucker, my name's Gordon, call me Alf. What the fuck? Well, isn't Alf short for something? It's like an alien it's a fucking... life form. Well, there you go. So he's but just like, did, did, but if it's all right, so I'm I'm just gonna call you Beardy, you know, like. Well, I mean that that that's not that's not short for something. No, but oh, you know what? I'm never mind. Fuck you. Um, I mean that's why they did ET. I mean ET is extraterrestrial. Yes, I mean, but he doesn't understand any, and so he couldn't. He does event. No, he does. He eventually. He eventually does. But he never is like motherfucker. My name's. Joe, like it's, you know what I mean. Like, I would love to see that fucking sequel where he comes back and he's just like, motherfucker, my name is Joe. Like, um, I, I forget, I forget where they get the information from, but you know that Preston Steve show I've talked about before, the morning show that I like out here. Yeah, they do a running bit where, um, because they do they every morning they do like entertainment news, right? So they'll talk about whatever's going on. And every once in a while, they'll say E.T. interviewed, blah, 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 meaning entertainment tonight. But it goes by E.T. Well, the one guy, Steve, who does all the voices, will go into his E.T. voice and and start acting like he's actually interviewing the person. And then apparently they got some information somewhere where E.T. apparently was a botanist on his home planet. Like the character was actually a botanist. That makes sense. Um, and it's like legit. Like I forget where they got the data, but like that's not just some shit they made up for the joke. Like that's I think Spielberg said it or something. But anyway. Yeah, I, I uh, believe it. That makes sense. And so that's a running thing that they do is like, you know, back on my planet, I was a botanist. Like I can't do the voice, but you know what I'm like. You, it's there's a robot chickens in an episode. They okay. did a couple spoofs, sure. but there was one where it's at the end where ET goes back to his home planet, and we find out that he is actually considered mentally retarded on his planet. <laughs> oh wow! And and how the other ETs speak completely normally, like, and his name is like Gornak, and like, hey Gornak, what are you doing? You fucking retard, and blah blah blah, and he'd be so, like, yeah, you're dummy, and 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 <laughs> it's fucked up, it's fucking funny as shit. It, it, um, yeah, it's both. It's he, fucked he, up. Actually. They're like, what? What did you learn on Earth? You you learned some English words. We're good for you for learning, and they all fuck off, and then ET extend his extends his neck all the way yeah and then bends down and performs auto fellatio on himself ah yeah as you do ouch <laughs> yeah right um 
I uh, nothing you, to do with Shaun of the Dead. No, <laughs> no. Speaking of se- I can get back though. Speaking of sequels and or or adjacent movies, there's one I would like to see that it doesn't exist. But if they were going to make one, I would want to see it. I want to see Gary King with the blanks of the young versions of them of his friends out like on the range or whatever, like fucking shit up like i want to see you know what i mean it does seem interesting i i would be because he's now sober and like a badass right like so you want i kind of want to see him because here's the thing and i didn't say this on air yet but you and i spoke about this yesterday off air um i don't know if the blu-ray extras to your point from earlier are the same as the dvd extras Mm -hmm. but There's a commentary track on mine for World's End, and there, there are several commentary tracks. One of them is Nick Frost and Simon Pegg, and I think Edgar Wright's in that room, too, or whatever. But there's another one that I saw this, and I'm like, what the fuck? It's Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino. He had nothing to do with it, but and, he was just like, I'm a, I'm a fan. I want to talk about this. Right. So I want – here's what I want. I want the Tarantino-directed – version of Gary King out in the world with his his blank posse fucking you know people. You, call it, you know you call it just a really fuck with the hard, diehard fans? What's that? You call it point blank. <laughs> nice! I like it. I like it. And you, it took you a second. It took your ass a second. I die, yeah, to, to yeah, put, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. So I, but I, I want that. I want, I want that fucking movie. Like I would watch that movie. I would want to have a remake of Point Blake, but with Gary Point, King and the Blakes. Yeah, of Point Break, you mean? Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know about Gary King as a surfer though. He kind of, or would he be the would he be the Johnny Utah FBI agent? That's a hard. He'd probably be the agent. Yeah. See, but then you, then the Blanks would be in the surfing crew, so you kind of lose. I I I, I could. I mean, they were surfing around on land, so to speak. I mean, that's true. They just—they already made—they already made remade Point Break anyway, and I hear it's terrible. I've never seen it. No, yeah, no one saw it. Yeah. No one fucking saw it. It yeah. made so little money. It because it was from what I hear it was terrible. Because most of the yeah. time, those remakes are bad. You know, yeah. Without getting into a whole discussion, I heard RoboCop was halfway decent. I don't know. It was okay. It was okay. And I and I know everybody loved the Dread, the Judge Dread. Yeah. Remake. Everyone loved that one. I didn't. I didn't see it, but I, I haven't seen. I haven't seen either of them, so I. I can't say. Like I didn't see the Stallone one or the Carl Urban one. Which, by the way, Carl Urban came up quite a lot in our get vocal this week, didn't he? Didn't he come up like three yeah. or four times? It was weird. But yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, it's so weird. You reminded me of it, it not not intended, but you remind me. Do you know the actor Michael Sheen? Yeah, I think so. Name sounds familiar. He plays Lucian in the Underworld films. Oh yeah, yeah, I know him. I like him actually. Yeah. So I I can't help but fucking notice the fact that he looks very similar to Simon Pegg. To yeah. the point where I was like, I need a fucking movie with the two of them together. Like, why isn't Michael Sheen in one of these fucking Simon Pegg Shot of the Dead movies as Simon Pegg's brother? Or now I or is. I mean, not not to be disrespectful to Michael Sheen, but like, it, or even his dad, because he's playing an older character right now on a show called Prodigal Son. 
yeah, but they 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 look like they could be brothers. They they have different like hair color and everything. But well, I mean, if you look at are, if you look at what Michael Sheen looks like right now, he's got like long gray hair and a gray beard and stuff. So yeah, he's doing a fucking show with uh, yeah, Prodigal Son. What's no? I'm saying he's working with uh, David Tennant. Oh, I don't know uh, that. I he's don't know, doing but he's something with David Tennant. But my point is, is apparently I'm not the only one who has been mistaking those two fuckers. Oh, because, I, like, I, when I, when I can I, see I it, watch, though. It's called staged. Rise of, okay, yeah. yeah. I watched Rise of Lycans a couple fucking months ago, and Steph and I were like, how in the fuck is this not a ripped Simon Pegg? Like, chasing after the car in yeah. the Underworld. And apparently, so I'm not the only one who's been thinking this shit. They finally, like, fans have been trying to get these fuckers to work in a movie together. They finally worked in a movie together, and it was the sole reason so that it could disprove people saying, I think they're the same fucking person. What movie? They you literally, know? It was some something Academy movie that came out like a year ago, or it's or it's still like hasn't been released yet. I'm looking now. I'm, I'm, I'm on Michael. I'm on Michael Sheen's. Uh, it's uh, like the something Academy or something. No, there's there's Heart of Darkness that's not out yet, but he's only playing a voice. There's Price of Admission. Good Omens it, Lockdown, but that's just a short. And he's been on TV series. The last movie he was in was Doolittle. All right, what's before that? How to Build a Girl. Keep going. Good Omens, The Good Fight, but those are TV shows. The War of the Worlds, a musical drama. Slaughterhouse Rules. I think it's it might be Slaughterhouse Rules. Let me see if Peg's in that. Yeah, they're both in that. That's got to be it. So they were... Both put in that movie to stand next to each other for one key scene just to say, we're not the same fucking person. Hey, guess who else is in that movie? Uh, who? Nick Frost. Oh, what a fucking shocker. <laughs> That's what I, maybe Slaughterhouse Academy or, or Slaughterhouse Rules is the, the next type of Paul sort of Edgar Wright thing. As a social worker, you can become an advocate for those who can't. Earn your master's in social work degree online to learn strategies to connect diverse populations with the critical resources they need to improve their well-being, whether it's in a hospital, community service agency, or another setting. What do you think making a difference as a social worker looks like? GCU offers over 250 high-quality online programs like this one. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. I mean, Maybe. based on the description of it, it kind of sounds like it. Actually, I kind of yeah. think I'm going to see this now. Um, yeah. Because you got yeah, Margot Robbie. Paul. You got Margot Robbie as well. You got to see Paul first. Yeah, yeah. I got to see this. Yeah. I got to get caught up on the stuff we're getting ready for more than anything. Right. But, right. Uh, yeah. But oh, hold on. Here we go. Let's see. Da -da -da -da. Okay. The, you're, you're probably right about this being in that same realm because this is the first film that's released by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost's production company called Stolen Pictures. Sure. Huh. There you go. So they might, yeah. I'm trying to see, I want to see who the director was because I clicked. There's off. an image of of the two of them staying. There. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, Crispy and Mills yeah. directed the thing. I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah, I don't. He he he's only directed two things, but he seems to have been on the soundtrack. He he's a he's not. He's not well known. I don't want to say he's nothing, but he's not well known. He's 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 an up and starter. I'm sure he's like a protege for Simon Package. He's but he's he's about the same age as those guys. Like he's not well. Like he's, he, a late, he's a late bloomer. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not dogging on him, but like right. Slaughterhouse Rules seems to be the only thing 
that I can see. The only thing he's directed was a fantastic fear of everything. Uh, yeah, and Slaughterhouse Rules. The only two things he's directed. Fantastic fear of everything is also Simon Pegg. It is, yeah. Yeah. So. You um, know, uh, actually, just to, to uh, uh, throwback, there was another Monty Python film that we kind of missed, and it's very recent. What's it's that? It's really fucked up. So it's, it, it goes with what I'm talking about, because Simon Pegg is the main character, and he... Uh, ha- he uh, aliens in our, in, in, uh, give like do a, like a random raffle type of thing, and they can produce a power where the person could do anything they want. They just have to kind of point or or think of it, and whatever they want happens, right? So they grant Simon Pegg this power, so he literally can do anything. It's not a great film. It didn't make a lot of money, and it's kind of funny, and it's also technically Robin Williams' last theatrical film, because Robin Williams supplies the voice of this guy's dog. He tells his dog, he's like, oh, fuck, why can't you just speak? I wish I could just understand you. And then all of a sudden, he can understand, but it's Robin Williams as the dog. You know, Absolutely anything. About, absolutely anything. And the aliens are all voiced by the remaining living uh Python members. Well, Terry Even Jones, Ter- Terry Jones Terry wrote Jones. and directed it. So, oh, he did. Uh huh. Okay. Well, there you go. So that's the one fucking other Python film that we kind of missed. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, to a degree, yes. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to argue against that. But at the same time, like, it's hard to pull those pull those that you know all those out. Um, but you're right. It, yeah, it's all the voices are Gillian, Cleese, Idol. You know. Um, the only one that's missing is Chapman. Eddie Izzard's in the thing. There you go. Um, and we talked about how Izzy, Eddie Izzard's yep. the Lost Python. Yep. Um, and, and we also mentioned about how like Simon Pegg would fall in that new generation of Python group. So it is kind of both worlds colliding. And we said Robin Williams would be in the American Python group that we came up with. We did. We did. I'm excited so, to have that conversation on... Uh, vocal? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it's it's kind of a it's a funny film, but it's not like it's not epic like Life of Brian or or sure. Holy Grail. No, it's probably but, closer to like Time Bandits or Fish Called Wanda, you know, and those. Um, no, because those are way better films. Okay, like, my point is, I forgot this fucking movie existed, and I saw it like a year ago or less than a year ago. Yeah, Terry so Jones it, it was... and Gavin Scott wrote it together. Right. And then Terry directed it, and I'm sure Robin Williams improvised all his dialogue. Probably, it doesn't. Yeah. I, I'm not looking at the details like that, but yeah. If, if you if you find it, I think it was on Netflix. I mean, it might it might be worth watching. Well, again, I have to get through. Uh, you got a yeah, you got a bunch of shit to watch. So do I. Actually, ter- Terry Jones does a a voice. Actually, Terry Jones is in it and does a voice. I don't remember him being. I don't remember him. He like he's, live action. He's the van driver. That's all it says is van driver. So it oh, must be like a little I, cameo like thing. Maybe. You know? I, I don't remember. But you're right. As far as the guy, the voices, it's Cleese Gilliam. Gilliam showed up. The only, like you said, the only one missing was Chapman. Yeah. For obvious I mean, reasons. <laughs> uh, I mean, fucking you know, lazy wanker had to die and everything. By the way, just getting back to that, because we didn't talk about the, the special they did when in, uh, Colorado Mm -hmm. and, and they brought Graham's ashes out and put it in the chair. 
Yeah. And every once in a while, it would be like this voice, like this squeak, high squeak, squeaky voice that you can't. It's completely unintelligible, but you can tell it's someone trying to say something, and it would like yeah. lift up the lid and be like, "What's that, Graham?" And then they would like translate <laughs> essentially, you know. Let me out. No, no, it wasn't like that. It was just talk. Like one of them was like, one of them, like the 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 guy who hosted. Oh, Robert Klein. Robert Klein hosted the thing, and so he asks a question about doing some kind of role or whatever. What's your favorite role or whatever? And everyone does their thing, and then the voice kicks in and. And, and they have to say, I want to say something too, but it's unintelligible, yeah. Right, and then and it's and then he's like, uh, and then I think they're like, oh fuck off, you didn't like that role, and they close the lid and just move on with the conversation. Like, like fuck off, you get to die and be silent, like. Um, yeah. And then was there I, anything? Else? Did I did I know we're we're way off? But did did I tell you about when they kicked the urn over? Yeah, you you did tell okay, me that. Okay, go ahead. Um, was there anything else uh, about Shaun the Dead or Hot Fuzz or The World's End that you? Liked or didn't like or or I I, I would like to have, I, I I get I get the the catastrophe need for all three of these because there is like a level of catastrophe for all of them probably the least in Hot Fuzz but agreed agreed but you still have like the murderous group of like townspeople so I mean you know and then you have the big shootout at the end so there's still the, that catastrophe but it's not you know right I mean it's but it's in a small fucking you know. English town. It's not like it's right. It's not. It's not like it's not. It's not fucking up London. It's just fucking up a small little. And you don't. Town. And you don't have repercussions like Z Day or you know just the the world being technologically blank day. Yeah. Yeah. You know whatever. Um. But yeah, I forget what I was saying. Was it? Well, my question was: Is there anything you liked or didn't like? And you were saying, "Why well, wish I? I, just, I, about I would Hot like Buzz. to have Why seen. Why there be a more of a catastrophe in Hot Buzz or what? I no. I. I liked where World's End was going without the catastrophe, and I would like to have just seen maybe, like, if they had gotten, like, came to the same realizations without the weird alien shit. Okay. You know, I mean, like, they get to a point where, you know, um, like, there's that part in, I think it's in the golf, the, 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 when they're in the, the pro shop at the golf course. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not mad at you because I got into the car accident. I'm mad at you because you know, you were my friend and blah, 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 blah. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, the growing up scenes, right. In all the films. Right. But I, but the one specifically from world's end, like, I think I, I would like, maybe I'd like to have seen the world's end, just like a coming of age movie without the robot catastrophe aspect. Um, I think that's what makes it. I think that's their charm is like, even in Shaun of the dead, they don't consider that a, a zombie horror film. They consider it a romantic comedy that happens to be, with zombies during the zombie apocalypse, yeah, yeah, that's how they clarify it. They're like, it's not a zombie film; it's it's a it's a romantic comedy with zombies in the background. Look, I'm not I'm not saying that I don't like the movie because it had the aliens and all that shit. I'm not saying no, that no, at no. all. I, I understand. Know. I understand that. I'm just trying to clarify their intent. Is that that's the that's the point of of it's them dealing with their personal shit. Where it's like, if you and I had an argument and the world was ending, you and I would say. Fuck our beef. We gotta run. Yeah. Like there's zombies and aliens and whatever yeah. and shit. Whatever the fuck. You and I could be like, I don't give a fuck. I forgive you. You forgive me. Let's all fucking like Let's run get the fuck out of here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas they're like, it's it's such a British thing to be like, look, we have to figure out all differences. We have to we have to square this up, right? It's like, 
are you really going to do this when butt fucking aliens are outside and 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 like you know the 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 zombies or 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 like if vampires are able to walk around the fucking day and like they're very specific of where what they bite and suck out of and it hurts like shit and they're like you really want to talk about our fucking feelings when we got fucking Dracula the pedophile next door like look at we fucking move yeah so. yeah no I hear you look, look again I I really I really enjoyed these. Again, I had seen Hot Fuzz coming into it. I told yeah. you that, you know. And when you brought this idea to me, because for for the peek behind the curtain on this episode, you brought this to me like two months ago. Like I you... brought this up to you a year ago, and then someone I don't remember who requested it. It might have been Stephen Gris or, or someone tweeted at us because we said, "What do you guys want us to talk yeah, about?" You would put yeah. You should do. You should do Shaun the Dead, and we're like, and then I was like, I really want to do Shaun the Dead. And you're like, ah, oh, well, I don't have the movies. And I'm like, I'll fucking buy them for you if you fucking commit. Right. Which I did. I watched. You did. I did. Um, it, but it's the first time, apart from Halloween, where I'm like, you really should watch this because I want to discuss it. Every single time. Like, now I'm, I just think if I want you to fucking discuss it on the show, I have to buy you the fucking movie. <laughs> no, no. I uh, don't know. Maybe. Maybe. No, because there's a couple for the upcoming project that you've suggested, and we're, we're going to watch them, you know. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really am actually pleasantly surprised with how much I enjoyed them. Good. Like I, mm-hmm. I could see myself just throwing world's end on just for the fuck of it, you know, or sure. Or I think, I think you would, it would branch out. You'd be like, all right, you know, Rika has been telling me to fucking watch Paul this for the past couple fucking weeks. Sure. I think I actually want to watch it or this, um, are you going to watch hackers abs- yet or what? I'll watch fucking hackers. Cause I've been asking you to do that for, I over two years. Since we began. Yeah, <laughs> since we began. Um, I think it's on... It's on one of the... Fucking Hackers? Streams. I think yeah. it's on HBO. I think. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give it... When when I have the option of like a Nightmare on Elm Street film or Hackers, I'll choose Hackers. I'll give it a shot. Sure. And then I'm going to fucking shred it like you fucking did Halloween. No. Yeah, that's fine. I, I don't... And here's the difference, though. Hackers is not considered... Hackers is not considered a classic. It, it's an underground cult classic, but it's not like... Halloween's a classic classic. I get that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Regardless of what I think of it, I know where it stands. I know I know its place. <laughs> Do you think you would uh, give the show that I was talking about Space a shot? Just to I mean, if see I, how they... Like, the very early... Uh, seedlings of Shaun of the Dead and all that shit. If, if I have the opportunity, yeah, like I said, I we, we got a thing that we're gonna we're working on. It's gonna suck up a lot of time, and I I fortunately have found a full time job again, so I'm you know I'm back to working right. full time. So I barely got in the movie for Todd that I owed him. So that's true, you know. And I I put that off for like three weeks, so I kind of <laughs> had to do right. it. Um, but. And I was pleasantly surprised by it, but that's a whole different conversation. Um, Fair enough. Hackers is it on HBO? By the way, I just pulled it up. It is. It is. Yep. Okay. Well, then yep. there you go. There you go. Um, so yeah. was Paul. By so the way, just okay. quick, quick. All right. Well, here. You know what? I'll, while I'm in here looking, I will put it on my. I'll add it to my list because you can add. You know, have a list, so I'll add it. Oh to yeah. My list. Anyways, look, we're not talking about fucking Shaw the Dad <laughs> or Simon Bag or any of that shit anymore. So let's, you know. Let's just fuck off. Well, before we do, and I know I usually give you the last word, so I apologize, but I did. I did want to actually thank you not only for buying them for me, but I wanted to thank you for 
for for ask I'm not gonna say forcing me to watch, but asking me to watch because I really I really did I, enjoy them more than I I thought I would. You know, so I knew I knew you would. I I had a feeling if anything you were not gonna like Shaw the Dead the most. I didn't. And I, I was know. right. No, but I didn't dislike it. Like, I didn't watch this and be like, I'm never watching this piece of shit again in my life or anything like that, you know? No, but, I mean, it helped that you had seen Hot Fuzz. If you hadn't seen any of them, I think you'd still like them. You'd be like, what the fuck? That was an adventure. Because Edgar Wright has a very specific style of directing. It's very much like Guy Ritchie and Tarantino, which is probably why Tarantino it's, was there. It's a little, it's a little Kevin-esque, too. It's not as dialogue-heavy, but it's... It's, it, it's that... Well, because... More Mallrats than... Mallrats and Dogma than the, any of the other ones, in terms of stylistic speaking, not necessarily sure. content. Sure. I mean, it's... I mean, if you remember, it was or, like... Or even Jane Bob, the, the, the Jane Bob movies, you know? Yeah. But if you remember on an evening with Kevin Smith two, where he's in England, I don't. I've the... never seen it. I've I've only seen. Oh, really? I've seen the first one and then the the stand up where he had the heart attack, but I've never seen. Oh, you two. haven't you haven't seen like Too Fat for Forty or Burn in Hell or a I Three th- Evening? Think I saw Too Fat for Forty. I'm pretty sure okay. I saw that one. Is that the one where the little girl comes up and goes, "You were come when we made that movie, is that too fat for 40? I think it is. I, I think I, I think so. So yeah, I've seen um, that one. The one where it's like the 10-year-old girl or 12-year-old girl, and she's like, Mallrats is my favorite movie. And he goes, how old are you? And she goes, like, 12. And he goes, fuck, you were come when we made that movie. Yeah, the, ki- the, chick who, the kid who looks like uh, Ellen Page. He says, oh bit. my god, it's fucking Juno. It's that actress, Ellen Page. She's like, ah, I get that a lot. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But in Evening 2, Evening Harder, which is... <laughs> um, uh, he's in England, and, and someone asked him, like, would you ever work with, uh, Nick, uh, with Nick Frost, Simon Pegg, and Edgar Wright? I'm not saying you have to love football. We all have different likes and dislikes, people. Personally, I'm not a fan of the avocado. I just don't like the mouthfeel. Someone who loves football, I mean, truly loves it well, my sports book app might be the greatest thing that has ever happened to you. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call, text, or chat on confidential and toll free helpline at 1 532 3500. And he said, Fuck yeah. Like, I, I don't know if they'd want to work with me, <laughs> it, but I would absolutely. I think they're brilliant. I think Shaun of the Dead was a brilliant fucking movie, and I would love to work with them. And then I could see he made, up the, he made up the scenario where he's like, you know, he's like, I'm supposed to present an award out here, and I'm supposed to see them, and so I'm supposed to meet up with them. So I'll I'll pitch it, and they'll probably say something like, I think the fat clerks guy wants to be in one of our movies. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, but I mean, there's other. Edgar, there's a there's a couple other Edgar Wright movies that are not part of this that actually, for the most part, don't even feature Simon Pegg. Right. The, the one when I was looking at his IMDb yesterday, I was stunned to see one of them, and it was a movie I very much enjoyed. But I can I guess what it is? Yeah, I'm sure you're gonna get it. But Baby Driver. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I liked Baby Driver, but there's a lot of people in that movie I don't like. Sure. Like I don't fucking like uh, the the main character. I don't like Anton. I don't. What's his name? Uh, Ansel Elgort. I don't fucking like him. He's I, I, and I thought he was completely fucking bland as shit in that movie. I think he was surrounded by charismatic other actors like Jamie Foxx and and uh, Kevin Spacey, even to a degree. Yeah. Um, 
I still have never fully seen Scott Pilgrim. I fucking love Scott Pilgrim. I, I lo- really? Yeah, I do. I own it, actually. That's how much I like it. So I'll, I'll give it a shot. I knew it was Edgar Wright, but also Edgar Wright uh, was the original director of Ant-Man and the original screenwriter. Really? Like, yeah, that was the whole thing is that he had written an Ant-Man script and apparently it was a work of fucking art. Like Simon Pegg has come forward and said, it breaks my fucking heart that you guys will never see the movie that Edgar had planned because it's the best. It is the best incarnation of Ant-Man. It's the best story. It, it does everything perfect. The comic book references will please all the fans. And, well, he, you know, Edgar's, he, he it, has writing credits on the actual film. But they changed a lot of the script. Okay. Like, it's, I trust they, you. I I'm just they, saying. I think yeah. they took elements because they're not going to turn down a good idea. They don't want to fucking get sued. Sure. So they're going to say, we'll give you a story credit or a co-writing credit. But he was the original director, which is why if you look at, you know, Ant-Man versus Ant-Man and the Wasp, he has no credit in right. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Right. Which is why it's kind of the inferior film. Yeah, I mean the the first one is substantially better without without question. So yeah, and I have no problem with the guy who eventually directed Ant Man and Ant Man the Wasp. I think he's a phenomenal. I think I think Ant Man's a great flick. It took you know, six people to write what Edgar wrote by himself. Just to that's or, what I'm, that's what I'm saying, man. Yeah. Like I would have loved to see. Like I don't want to fucking preach the Snyder cut. But I would love to see the fucking Edgar Wright cut of Ant Man. Well, they never the fi- right the, the right film, you the know, right the cut? right Ant Man. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't, but they didn't film that. I don't believe. Like, no, they didn't. Whereas they filmed the the Snyder cut, like the. Yeah. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what they should do. They should do an animated film. They should do like he should team up with uh, Marvel Studios to do a one off animated film, or or like a, just... or do what they kind of. Well, I mean, it's Sony, obviously, but like what Lord Miller did with. Um, you know, uh, Spider-Verse. Sure. I don't, yeah. whatever, whatever. I'm just saying like, like obviously Simon Pegg is going to fucking defend his boy, but like, sure. you know, I, I, it sounds fucking amazing. Or yeah. Marvel. I mean, I don't know anything about it. That's, you know, that's new. And I wish he, I, I would like to, I would be very curious to see if Edgar Wright could do another, like, I, I mean, nothing against Scott Pilgrim, but like do a fucking real comic book movie, you know, something zany. Like, he would have fucking been just as perfect to direct a Deadpool movie. Oh yeah, without you know question. What I'm yeah, like, or a Harley Quinn movie. Like he's got that. Yeah, I feel like he that, might fit better there than he does. And he's already worked with Margot, according to what I saw. So yeah. I mean, but well, no, Edgar. No, 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 no. That was Simon Pegg. My fault. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, even if it was like a completely different, or or like Lobo. Or something, you know, like yeah. Like I think you need someone with a snarkier. I did. I mean, Lobo's a little like that, but I think you need someone more like a like a like a Ant Man or a you know or Deadpool or, or so you know or even you know what else he could have written maybe is Tony. I could see him writing for Tony. Sure, but not directing. No, just saying? writing. No, just writing. He couldn't yeah. have directed. No, with all respect to him, I don't think he could have directed. He could have directed Ant Man, but he couldn't have directed. Iron Man. Well, he could have directed Iron Man, but not the Iron Man that you and I fucking love. That's true. It would have That's been true. it would have been the Ant Man version of Iron Man, which you know was does not fit for the character. But like, if he does something outrageous, like you know what, this is what he'll do: he would direct a fucking Squirrel Girl movie because that's exactly his type of his his yeah. like 
interest. He's like, I'm going to go for the most random fucking superhero who's a beast, no pun intended, who's a fucking, like, total beast as a superhero, but is played by a mild-mannered fucking girl who's in a squirrel costume. That's totally up his fucking alley. Or, like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of set, like, on Squirrel Girl. Squirrel Girl would have been his... That would have been his forte. And honestly, they, Marvel should fucking apologize profusely and just give him his money. It's interesting because they, they listen. This I'm, I'm looking at trivia on Ant Man because I was trying to see if I could find a, like a plot synopsis on what yeah. what it is. But it says here that um, while Edgar Wright was working on the film, he actually requested that Marvel refrain from using Ant Man or a Wasp anywhere else until he finished the movie, which is why they weren't in the Avengers movie. Right. That's kind of yeah, interesting I, to me. Yeah, I heard that. I mean, he because he wanted to perfect it. He wanted to get sure. it down. But I think he was responsible for the casting. All right. I think he was responsible at least for... Because when remember when we, how we all reacted when, like, Paul Rudd is going to fucking be a superhero? What the fuck? Paul Rudd? Really? What, is Seth Rogen going to be a fucking, like... Like, what the fuck? What is this? He'd been working on the movie since 2003. I know. I'm saying it was an outrageously fucking long time. Like, he poured so many fucking time and years into that fucking script, and they said, well, fuck you guys. And that's not the first time that, like, someone has said fuck you to Marvel. Like, it's happened a lot. Yeah. I think, I mean... Maybe well, apparently, fucking... apparently, according to this, and I don't know, I mean, obviously, the trivia on IMDb, you've got to give a little bit of, you know, uh, room... Room two, right? But it says here, yeah. it says here that in 2014 he dropped out of d- creative differences with Disney. So I think he was on board with Marvel, but then Disney got their their paws on it, if you will, and we're like, mm. the giant Mickey gloves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. do what I say, or you're on the street, bitch. Yeah. So I don't know. That's it's. Inter- I was what? trying to find a, a plot synopsis because I was just curious, not because I don't believe it i was curious what you know what it would have been yeah what what the 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 director's cut that what didn't direct the movie i here's a according to this the main reason the main, one of the main reasons why he left the project was that edgar very wanted the film to be completely standalone with no references to any of the other mcu movies oh yeah that's that's a problem yeah. I, even i have to admit and say that's a problem so yeah, that's you can't, you can't you can't introduce the fucking Ben Affleck Daredevil, you know, one-off movie into a fucking and, Marvel. Well, that's what universe. that's what DC's biggest problem has been is they've been doing that shit. So yeah, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Um, and then apparently, apparently, uh, he didn't want Hope to be in the movie, so Hope wouldn't have been as big of a role as she was because they wanted uh, he wanted to go the original route. He wanted probably Janet. Yeah, well, it was going to be Hank. Hank. Hank Pym. Oh, it wasn't going to be Scott? It was going to uh-uh. be Hank. It's going to be Hank, yeah. And he was going to have multiple personality disorder, according to this. Which is very close to the comics. That's what I'm saying. Because Edgar Wright knows his shit. Oh, I'm not questioning I, that, but yeah. I think I think he wanted to make like a dark, darker movie than I think Disney was willing to do. You know, because at one point, like in the comics, fucking Hank, one of his, alt, one of his uh, personalities, like abuses the fuck out of Janet and I think attempts to rape her. Wow. So if they're going to show that, how deep Hank will fucking go as a, as a, as a, with an illness that he can't really control, 
that I think if Edgar Wright's going to go as accurate as possible, I think Disney was like, whoa, you cannot have, well, you can't have Michael Douglas rape, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer. How dare you? Or some shit. You, you want to, this is kind of funny when I hear that they say, while promoting Baby Driver, Edgar Wright was said he never watched the finished film saying it would be kind of like asking me, do you want to watch your ex-girlfriend have sex? Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I, I understand. I know I, I get it too, I, but I just, you know. That's what I'm saying. I think it would not all surprise me if Warner Brothers reached out to him and said, hey. We'll let you direct the movie. What do you want to do? He will, he could have done a Suicide Squad, you know. Sure. He could have done the James Gunn the James Gunn flick. Um, you know who who would be who would rival that type of thing? You know who's kind of a a jokey. But it, it sounds like he was trying to do a serious ass fucking movie, you know, for a for like Hank Pym. But I'm sure it would have had some wackiness. Well, yeah, but he also well. he also. Casted Rudd as Scott Lang, so I, I, I mean, that's the problem with this, this, this uh, trivia well, stuff on IMDb is it's, it's like snippets. You're not getting whole articles, you know. So, right, it's hard to determine who's bullshitting, but I don't know. Um, I could almost see him if he's going to go dark. I could almost see him doing like a Batman one-off movie where it's like all about Red Hood. You know, him talking about, uh, like, him basically doing the Under the Red Hood movie. If he's going to mm-hmm. go dark, you might as well go that dark. Or a Dark Knight Returns flick, you know? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, I could see that. Although, I I could see him doing, like, like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie without, without the wackiness. Like a dark, serious Like that one. first like, one from back in the day, the 89 yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. I, or just, because that one is also based on the original couple issues how it would i mean the tv cartoon you know uh fucking made it super goofy and then the movies eventually got super goofy and then the comics got super fucking goofy but when you go the original fucking lore of of tmnt it's oh it's it's dark it's it's very dark they they killed motherfuckers actually in in the in in the opening book of the of the comics spoilers but in the original opening book they kill shredder shredder to get and they they, they cut his head off and shit like it's not yeah 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 i mean you know but evil doesn't stay dead so you know yada 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 yeah so anyways uh what i think no i think that was important to do because that's a way to give edgar wright some love we've been giving scott peg you know or simon peg and nick frost and those guys all the love up to this point absolutely. so yeah um it would have been interesting though that's a shame that you know and martin freeman we were fucking blowing dildo baggins for 20 minutes i mean bill nye and everybody well i mean because we're i think i think it's because we're all pretty big fan we're both we're pretty big fans of all these guys you know they're good actors that we we enjoy 99 percent, if not 100 percent of the stuff they're in i'm you know off the top of my head the stuff that these guys have been in i don't think there's any of them that i've not really enjoyed um yeah that's, that's fair i mean you know um i don't know die another day with pierce brosson was not as good as you know his other bond flicks i'm not talking about <laughs> pierce i'm talking about the other fuckers <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so all I got to say is let's go get that 12th plane, buddy. CJ here with a few thank yous and let you know how you can get in touch with and follow the show and us. Listen to us on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Please don't forget to rate and comment. 
If you want to agree with or yell at us, follow Rico, me, and the show on Twitter. The show is at Podeskew. Rico is at Rance Rico, and I'm at M underscore Blade. We want to thank logo designer and show friend Mike for his work on our wonderful logo. You can contact him for artwork via email at logomike80 at gmail.com. That's logomike80 at gmail.com. Thank you to Samuel Lemons for all original music on the show, especially our theme music. You can find Sam on Twitter at Samuel Lemons, all one word, and his music on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Samuel dash Lemons. Finally, our biggest thank you is to you, everyone, for listening. Rico and I really appreciate your time and look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Just one cornetto, give it to me. Delicious ice cream of Italy. The nut and the chocadrine. Give me cornetto from one ice cream. Wall's World of Flavors Cornet, just one of the World of Flavors range of ice creams on sale in this theater now. Honey, I'll be right there. Just got to turn out the light. Ow! 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 Some things never change. Like your kids always leaving tiny toys on the floor for you to step on. And Geico saving folks lots of money on their car insurance. Sweetie, I think I left the downstairs light on. Please don't make me go. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more.